<laughs> to the scary house. The house that makes you confront your principles. Your host, David Capio, and other host, Carol Gallardo, <laughs> will be taking you on a journey to the scary house. <laughs> that was pretty damn creepy. So was this episode, Carol? Welcome. Yes, it was. It was. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Squawking Dead. That's that's all I have. <laughs> On this first inaugural YouTube live feed, as well as a nice little, our three-peat YouTube live recording. I, I don't know many people that actually do that, that go live on Facebook while going live on YouTube. We're pioneers, what can I tell you? We're uh, prospectors in, in the, uh, the new frontier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things uh, things are good. Oh, look, my cousin's already on, uh, is joining us on the stream. Hey, Mo. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Hi. Yeah, join us in the chat. If you watch Fear the Walking Dead, you're gonna love this episode, directed by Michael Satrazimus, executive Who producer. Was very chatty with you. Yeah, uh, I was hoping I could get some answers to some questions that I wanted to bring up at the end of the episode. So I'm, gonna, I'm leaving that in the pocket until the end. Ah, but, we're going uh, to give all that up. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Uh, I, you know what? I, I don't have any way of checking because my phone's charging in the other room and I asked them via Instagram uh, <laughs> message. But you know what? We will get to that because I, sh- I think you will be intrigued by my analysis when it comes to the end of it. At least the okay. end of it. Uh, okay. Okay. As far as the rest goes, we're going to just really break this down chronologically because it's just, just a lot going on uh-huh. with this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, as you can see from the uh, from the graphic, the lovely placed graphic and and uh, volume bars at the bottom of the screen. Uh, mm-hmm. We're watching episode ten. This is "Close Your Eyes" is the episode. I feel yes. so corny right now. Like I, I'm not usually. Uh, if you turn to page uh, eight, <laughs> I know it's like school, right? It's like if you please turn your attention. All right now, third paragraph, fourth line. Read, Carol. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a you know, it, it's it's a little bumpy when you when you go approach it that way, but. No, I I thought this was a pretty solid. I got I got to tell you, I was skeptical about this episode. Really, tell me why you were skeptical first. I did not see oh, it. Oh, I know why, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I did not see it on Sunday when it originally aired. So right. I saw it. I saw it afterwards, but I knew that the premise of it was that it was basically what we call bottle episodes, where it was just you know focused on one or two characters, and that's it. So I knew it was just Alicia and Charlie. Well, like in a closed setting too. Usually, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. On like a limited setting. Right. You know, almost kind of like a play in a way. And um, so I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, am I, you know, we'll see how this goes. But I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very emotional and it gave me throwbacks. And I don't know if it was intentional or not mm, okay. to certain old Walking Dead episodes, like The Grove with Carol and Look at the Flowers. Um, also, even um, more so when they were in the basement with the water, there was an episode in The Walking Dead with Bob where he first initially got bit, remember, on the leg? That's like right. In, and I think it was in a similar circumstance. I feel like they were in some sort of basement and there was walkers under what there was something like that i want to say it was something like that and that's how he got bitten and he hit it from everybody and that's why oh, everybody was know. this the, was this with uh, father gabriel's parishioners that that basement I don't with I, the librarian walker it might have been it might have been okay okay i'm 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 up to speed i'm stuttering yeah yeah you're up to speed <laughs> you know what's going on i'm on speed <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so this is good because um, as you as we go through each scene, uh, what we can do, what you can do is like just in 
inject whatever throwbacks you're feeling at the time because I, I mean I didn't really get the throwback vibe I mean obviously look Michael Satrazim has directed The Grove also so you have did that. he really yeah oh, did, wait I thought you knew that no yeah this this is him this it's is the he. same director we pray on his altar yeah it's the same director or is it Cherokee oh. Rose no no it was both The Grove and um, Cherokee Rose that is definitely I did not know that yeah I mean all the visuals all the the framing of key shots lighting contrast uh-huh like just perspectives the way he's able to capture things in focus out of focus that's him that he's he's made probably i'd say he's probably the most recognizable if you if you if you had a gun pointed to your head and you had to choose between who was this and who was that and you were told one and then you could probably figure out the rest uh-huh. yeah he's recognizable he's made the probably the best produced walking dead episodes really in the show's so? history yeah i mean <laughs> I can't say about the beginning, but like, but later on, he, he kind of, uh, he kind of nailed it. (laughs) How interesting. See, learning new, something new every day, man. Every day. Yeah. See, now you're starting to cozy up. You're like, oh, tell me more about this. Yeah. You know, now, now what you're going to have to do and your, your mind's going to get blown. You're going to go to IMDb, find out which episodes he directed, which ones he produced. Yeah. And the ones he produced, you know, he, he pulls the strings. He's got the cinematographer on tap, you know. He chose Adam Sushitsky for this season. But who, by the way, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Mm. Did I tell you that he was? Oh, I must have. Um, Adam Sushitsky uh-huh. is the son of, I think it's Peter Sushitsky. And his father directed, or sorry, did the exact same thing. The uh, director of cinematography, the DP, or mm-hmm. di- director of photography mm-hmm. for Star Wars. No, you did not tell me that. I would remember. How crazy. I found, I was trying to gather a ton of facts for our ramp up. I mean, I guess it doesn't really totally apply, but I, I found this out and I actually asked him, I said, you are among legends. Like, And his father actually did something too with regards to film. Mm-hmm. So it just runs in the family. He's English and uh, it's it's crazy. We have, we've got like legends in the house for Fear the Walking Dead. And this is who um, Satrazima's picks. You know, he, he's, they're like, they work like in this, this syncopation. It's amazing. It's, that it's, is, it's the dream team. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So you should read about his dad because his dad brought some interesting elements to And I saw this in like one of those nerd writer mm-hmm. uh, YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his father did some interesting things with lighting when it came to Darth Vader and, and, and also like just all throughout this, uh, what the, the director of photography roles that he played in some of them. I, I think he was either he was replaced or he was he replaced somebody else when it came to director photography. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, his dad, his dad um, did some interesting things with, with Lord Vader. Lord Vader. That is so funny. Yeah. So there you go. So we're covering some bases in terms of the way things were filmed, thanks to Michael Satrazimus. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'd like to let you start at the top and give us your thoughts just from the outset. Just from the outset? Just kind of talking chronologically? Yeah, just, just walk us through the door, literally. I thought that was an amazing shot. I really enjoyed that opening shot. I think that the cinematography was really nice in terms of like some of these shots, but that one especially. I even drew it in my little notebook where I was writing my notes. You drew the actual black I did. outside? I did. I wow. actually drew, I'm looking at my 
notebook right now as we speak. Oh. And I drew that little kind of corridor shot. Remember, I am an architect by trade. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you're going, yeah, I forgot about that. Duh. Damn. So I drew my little corridor shot. I thought it was just really nicely framed. It was really, really nicely framed. And I feel like it just kind of set the tone for this sort of like tunnel vision, bleak, light in the darkness sort of kind of ambiance. I thought it was really cool. And I think it really set the tone and the sounds like from the outside, all the howling winds. Like there were times that I really thought that, that I honestly confused the howling winds for like, and, and it maybe was intentional, but oh, you're not necessarily sure. Well, you don't know if they're like walkers. You don't know if it's necessarily howling winds. Cause sometimes like I, I honestly was not sure. I was like, is that a walker or is that like the wind? No, that's, Oh, that's coming up. <laughs> that is coming up. By the way. Yes, I love a by the way. You're the best at by the way. I ways. am all about by the ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That, that is. It's my whole life is a tangent. So, <laughs> A book by Carol. Yeah, I know. It's like, blip. So I do have some Walking Dead news. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, yes, more of that. Before we dive into this episode, and it's not much, but I did notice on um, the Walking Dead Instagrams that they are, they they're, they are they they are driving me crazy. Because Wait, who exactly? Well, basically, the Walking Dead Instagram, official Instagram, posted, and I don't know if you saw, it was a side-by-side shot of Rick from the comic mm-hmm. and um, the and the um, the actor, what's his name, um, Ross Marquand. Oh, no. Wait, this was the Walking... I think it was Walking Dead base, by the way. This is like this is like the official Walking Dead, the Walking Dead. Was and it? Yes. Okay. I'm looking at it okay. right now. Because Walking Dead base does that too sometimes, and it's, no, and it's really do. easy to confuse. I know, they, they do. But this is like the official The Walking Dead. And basically okay. what they were... This is another one of their little teasers. Sorry, Remember how bitch. they did the thing with like Rick, where they were like, oh, or don't believe everything that you read or hear or whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. It's probably one of those things, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's... But the interesting thing is that it's a side-by-side shot of Rick from the comic and then the character of Aaron. And right. if you notice how he's been lately, he's been sort of like with this kind of crew, crew cut, but with this sort of beard sort of thing. And honestly... It looks exactly like Rick from the comic, which is why they do this side by side. And their comment is, um, oh, Ad Ross Marquand is looking a lot like the comic version of Rick these days with a little thinking smiley, a little thinking emoji face. Right. The, uh, the, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. With the hand on the chin. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Goddamn internet trolls. So now people are (laughs) going all sorts of speculation because apparently. Oh, great. Here we go. Now I did not go on the spoiling website but mm-hmm. I when I looked at the Instagram and I looked at the comments and the thread there are people obviously who do go to the spoiling dead and apparently the spoiling dead has confirmed that the character Aaron loses a, a arm mm. which is I heard that it was somebody but I didn't know if it was him specifically so then a lot of people start speculating well this is what happened to Rick in the comic Rick loses an arm is Aaron replacing Rick is this is what's going on or blah 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 I don't think that any of that is the case honestly I think that they're taking all sorts of various aspects that are related to Rick and just basically remixing it. Different characters are going to get different aspects. That's all. Oh, I don't. That's like my that. personal take on it. I, I, you know, it sounds like an attempt to try to. I don't want to say backpedal, right? But, mm-hmm. but like more like appease the comics fans, possibly. And that's that's a real recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Because I, I, I think, don't like I don't like the teasing. 
I, I, I mean, to me, I'm just sort of like, I'm fine when they release like, okay, more images from this coming season. That's fine. That's a fine tease. I don't care about that. But this sort of stuff to kind of put it out there, it's like, oh, they're, they're looking a lot like this. Hmm. Oh, don't believe everything that you read. You know, it's like, uh, come on. You know, I won't believe that either. No, no. I think it's all just trying to throw people off the scent and you know, what have you. It's just, it doesn't. Well, unless it's one of those things where, oh yeah, he loses a limb, but he, he, he loses his life too. <laughs> oh God. I know mean, it's terrible. Life. Wouldn't that be like, I would, I mean, in a really weird, see what you get when you, when you do uh-huh. that, that, that kind of satisfaction. Uh-huh. But like, you know, obviously I don't want to lose um, Aaron, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I kind of just want to show these people up. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what you get. That's what oh, you get. God. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's the last time you get hope on this show. No, you, you can't that, get hope. That you know what's going on, but you you really don't. <laughs> no, no, you cannot, cannot. Oh, lost. <sighs> I don't know. This voice is not going away anytime. No, soon. you're not. You are really making use of it tonight. <laughs> well, as long as you can hear it. No, it's clear. Okay, I can, it can be heard. Good, good. And good. the other news, which you know about, which we've already commented on. Okay. Talking Dead this weekend is mm-hmm. having Mr. Drew Scott from Property Brothers. Oh yeah. I was so excited when I saw that for multiple reasons. <laughs> I'm so glad I decided to like out you sort of. Like no. I like I outed no myself, shame. obviously. I have yeah. no shame. I have no shame when it comes to that. I, I know I, that already, but not everybody knows that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> there's sure. a, there's it's one thing for you to out yourself, but another thing <laughs> for me to do it for you. It's fine. That is totally under the fine. banner of our podcast for <laughs> for another thing. I was like, wait, it's okay if it's my personal account. But it's true. Like there is nothing wrong with HDTV. And it, no. as a matter of fact, when the um when AMC the Talking Dead account on Instagram posted about this, I'm looking at it right now and some of the comments are hilarious because there's somebody who commented it's like, oh, is he rebuilding Alexandria? Ha 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 ha. Cute. Very cute. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, I think I added to that comment too. It's like, oh, it, really? it takes house hunting to the next level. Oh, did you? did you? Yeah, I said something. I, in that comment, I mentioned something about that. Maybe, uh, maybe he'll teach uh, us to literally house hunt. <laughs> I did not realize that he was a fan. I guess he is. Oh, he was on there before, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. For Fear or for Walking Dead? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I would say Fear. Say Fear, yeah. Say Fear the Walking Dead. I We can scroll back, but yeah. I, I, mm. I know it was recent, and I know it was when we were podcasting. I'll just say that much. Wow. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was, maybe it was The Walking Dead. I don't know. But there are too many good stars for The Walking Dead, or stars, I mean, characters yeah, actors from the show. I mean, yeah, the cast is so full, they've got their hands full already in terms yeah. of like, people to put on. We, we don't got time for them fillers. No, I mean, it's hard to like have, like, I mean, you're you're limited to, in terms of how many people you can have on a panel. So, I mean, we, when you already have like a cast of thousands, it's kind of, kind of tough. Yeah, totally. Totally. So wait, so we're done with the news. Yeah, I think uh, we are. That's all my color commentary on news that I have. <laughs> I'm glad I got well, common con- You're the straight man. If, if you're bringing up the news, I'm the color commentary. I was like, I don't know nothing. That I is, just comment that on is things. True. That is true. You yeah, are the yeah, color yeah, commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. So okay. So yes, you drew the thing. Would you be willing to share that on your Insta on the Instagram? Yes, I could do something with that maybe because then I could make. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send it to me. I will do that, and I'll do something cool with that. Will do. I think. So at the top of the show, uh, at the top of the episode, like you were saying, you see, you see Alicia cautiously approaching the house from the outside. We, we, there's a shot from the inside of the house where it's like kind of all dark on the inside, mm-hmm. but the light is pouring in from the outside, sort of. Yeah. Framing. Mm-hmm. It's framing 
the the glass on the on the door on the window. Wait, the windows on the door, the square yeah. windows. Yeah, the like, just scene. so you know. Mm-hmm. And as she's approaching the house, like well, I think the, the first observation that I made is like she's she looks a lot like a walker. Yeah, from the I mean, I mean, she was like, I mean, she is sort of like the Walking Dead right now. I mean, she's just literal. Yeah, I mean, she's just kind of dead inside, and she's just sort of kind of existing. Yeah, that's uh, that's as much as she's doing right now. That's as much as she's capable of doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and so there are there are a couple things that I wrote down, and that's like how this scene has at least in this first scene, just noting the, the differences between the dark house mm-hmm. and then the bright window. Like even right. though it's like pouring rain, it's mm-hmm. still brighter outside yes. than it is on the inside of that house. Yep. So there's that. There's that feeling of tunnel vision. Um, yes. Of and and even how the the window was the window on that door was framed in the middle, but like you know really zoomed out at first. It gives you this feeling of like loneliness of dread uh and then later on you know all of these things kind of ramp up your your anxiety as you're watching it just the way that it was shot how people are framed how alicia in many different shots in this episode she's mostly full form so you really get a sense of like her being alone you know making herself alone yeah in this world did i lose you oh no guys i lost carol let's see what's going on hey carol get on the chat let's see if this works we're having technical difficulties i don't know if oh she's out she's done she's gonzo I've never been alone on this show before. So, actually, yes, I have. If you remember Call and Response, we've had that series where I actually literally filmed the entire episode and kind of spit out my thoughts for Carol to respond to. That's actually episode 18. So what we did there was I actually filmed... I I, I did a whole podcast because we had to cover two episodes at a time. We were falling behind. And I did a whole thing. And then I just inserted Carol's comments, some of the unique and, and colorful comments that she made. And we did a big edit of both episodes. And actually didn't turn out to be as long as uh, as our normal podca- podcast for some reason because well, I was just literally racing through it and you know with with me unchecked uh, emotionally so I had some like really interesting emotional thoughts about those two episodes what these people must have been through and all that so I'm going to check to see if Carol's on Facebook right now and let's see what's going on and yeah so we, we've had a we've had a several really good runs of episodes I think we mostly kick them out on time and let's see here. Yeah, and I think later on the, in the season, we there's like this tendency to fall behind. I moved. Carol went on vacation. So, you know, there were, you get questions like these all the time. <laughs> this is hysterical. <sighs> Technical difficulties. This never happens. Wait, I wonder, is there a limit to how long you can go live on Facebook? Hmm. I'm going to do some sleuthing. Oh, her internet crashed, folks. She is communicating with, with me. Yep, there we go. Ding dong. So there was a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. And it's when the cat goes across the floor and it goes across the floor again. Ooh. I wish, yeah, I wish I could say that there was an actual cat here. I don't even know what the hell happened. All of a sudden, like mid conversation, everything just kind of like. <laughs> just like uh, Juan Pereira. <laughs> no idea. Just like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Morales. <laughs> Daryl got Daryl got you, basically. Darryl, yeah. Oh, no. I just can't. It's so bizarre. Like, I, I'm just glad I didn't have to completely reboot my computer. I was like, oh, man, if I have to, like, shut down and restart, this is going to, like, kill me. Oh, yeah. Have you ever worked your computer so much that you can hear, like, it, like, almost like the turbines running? <laughs> yeah, my computer runs hot all the time. I mean, look, especially with what we're doing right now, I'm, I have two OBS sessions open. We're streaming to Facebook and YouTube. The, the stream actually took a small poop <laughs> while 
just just a second ago. But I'm surprised the fans aren't ripping right now. I, I, I multicasting takes the same usually takes the same stream. Uh huh. It splits it up across like several billion times, but without without impacting your upload speed and all that stuff. So uh yeah, so we're good to go. So what I was what I was saying uh, at, at the beginning was that as you as you walk in uh, as you walk in the door, you get the sense of tunnel vision. Tunnel vision mm-hmm. breeds anxiety and like claustrophobia. So again, so the deliberate shooting of these episodes yeah already gets you it's like the mcdonald's effect you know the whole the whole red and yellow makes you hungry sort of thing mm-hmm. uh that whole marketing thing so they latch on to these things these key fears that people have and there's like claustrophobia being afraid of the dark and there were other things too that i noticed throughout the episode which is that in many scenes you see alicia like first of all like head to toe uh-huh. in these kind of in the way the shots are framed it's it's as if the ceiling is low and the walls are touching so like the walls are closing in yeah on her so you get the sense of loneliness but you also get the sense of panic uh-huh. you know so so there's just the way that was shot so like so even in the opening shot she's like walking to the door like a walker and the hallway is completely dark so all you see is the window light the, the mm-hmm. light coming through the window even through this massive storm it's brighter outside than it is inside so so it's just worth mentioning that because the way it's being shot is amping you up like it's it's, it's pushing adrenaline to your system fight or flight that whole thing so it's yeah. like you know you're you're getting prepped for this really windy chaotic Mm -hmm. inside and outside so just really really cool yeah i thought it was really well done so and and by the way just to give people context if they hadn't really if they don't remember that she left morgan yes out out in the storm i know you know just in and wanted to be alone and i I was even thinking that last week i'm like yeah that's a dick move (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty messed up right like kind of like a kid like i want to be alone be alone in my room yeah, I mean, like, really? You're gonna leave a is, man out there? It is pretty bratty. Him? It is pretty bratty. <sighs> Yeah. Well, another thing I wanted to note was that when she gets into the house, uh, you'll notice that she kind of breaks in. She does, yeah. And it's the same door that she has to end up uh, nailing shut. It, so uh, there's like something like there's like kind of like an al- allegory to that. Mm-hmm. It's like when, when you open a door, you really can't that you can't close again. Yeah. That sort of thing. So that the episode kind of deals with that a little bit when we talk about you know taking life. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to you don't want to open a door that you can't close again. That sort yeah. of thing, which is like death, or close a door you can't open again. That sort of thing. So True. I just thought that was interesting too. It was interesting. There were a lot of uh, what do you call it uh, imagery? Yeah, definitely a lot of imagery. I mean, I I thought that it was pretty successful, especially like all the photographs of the family, which would definitely kind of keep coming back as like a reoccurring point, you know, throughout the episode, which obviously strikes a chord in both Charlie and Alicia. Yeah, it's kind of like the... So I was going to say, it's kind of like the background music Mm -hmm. to this episode is Mm -hmm. this family. Yeah. The the family that the house... The the family that uh, lived in this house or at least survived in this house. Uh, Yeah. And so that's the background music. Now, why... I chose background music randomly, but what I did want to bring up is that there is no background music in this entire episode. That's a good point. Yeah. And until the end, like near the end when they finally, you know, spoiler alert, I mean, mm-hmm. you're here, you know, yeah. you're here because you want to talk about this episode, but spoiler alert, um, yeah, they get out. <laughs> 
eventually <laughs> they get out and that's when Go. the music actually starts and it's really interesting like i didn't notice it in the first watch i'm like there's no there, wait there's no music and it's usually mm-hmm. something that i noticed with the um because the like i was telling to you offline i think it was uh-huh. like last week uh I, had, I was doing all the research for the background music and it's um daniel bensey and sonder jurians they're doing the score for this season and they've been killing it mm-hmm. totally killing it and 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 like i didn't notice until the end i'm like I'm not actually hearing anything. Like this yeah. is all rain and wind and all that stuff. Yeah, that's so, all it was. That was the yeah. backdrop throughout the and whole episode, or most banging of it. and shutters and all that stuff. Ugh, yeah. <sighs> But yeah, so right, I think it was right after that. Oh, no, 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 not yet. Uh, oh, yeah, and like you said, the the walkers that she ends up dispatching in the house, right? Yes. This is the family that passed away in it. Yeah. And laying them out. And, and you see, like, she's laying them out on the ground outside. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the pictures. Basically removing any sense of feeling maybe sympathy for, these fa- for this family. Just like any yeah. semblance of somebody who might have lived here. Mm-hmm, definitely. But, but she lays them out just to, in, in the same manner, unlike unknowingly probably but in the same manner as the the photo on the mantle as a photograph it, yeah yeah because it cuts directly from them being on the grass as mm-hmm. walkers to the to the way they are in the photo and it's just it's haunting very sad yeah and, very and haunting. It, yeah and it's meant to kind of i think also kind of pull your strings as well because i mean let me ask you a question mm-hmm. after you see so many gross ass walkers <laughs> you you don't think them think of them as having to used to be people right i think i think that's a very good point I feel like we become so desensitized, um, unfortunately, that sometimes we kind of forget. And I feel like this episode was a good uh, reminder about that because I do think that we forget. And sometimes even in terms of, you know, and we'll get to it, like Charlie being, you know, for the most part, suicidal, you know, Mm. and you kind of forget, like, I mean, look, these people have gone through and, and I mean, like on fear and I mean, the walking dead and just anybody who's a survivor at this point have gone through through some unspeakable horrific circumstances yeah it is i mean it is very hard to not imagine you being in that same mindset because what do you have to go on like what 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 is your purpose of going on it is excruciating and it's 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 heartbreaking but it's but i mean it's it's a it's a punch to the stomach because it's true you know and i think it it did kind of bring back to the reminder like hey you know these were people once too and i mean this is this is a lot and you have to remember charlie's also i don't know how much 12 that's what i figured she must be like 11 or 12 well the actress is 12 but yeah yeah like you figure like it's somewhere in that age range i mean that is uh excruciating you know so i i do i think that we kind of forget and i think it's a little reminder of like these things aren't just like random monsters or something it's like these are people right and that's kind of a credit to to michael satrazimus is that he put this challenge onto himself to try to get the audience to also see these walkers as people or at least to get the sense that some Somebody died here. They mm-hmm. were people. They were a family. They were trying to survive. Also, this is what's left of them: the pictures, their bodies, and and a story mm-hmm. that basically gets told. So another thing I noticed, speaking of that specifically, though, is and you when you mentioned the bottle episode, I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. a person could literally turn on this episode, watch it on its own, and it be its own story. Yeah, I agree. Did you notice that, like beginning to mm-hmm. end, you did not need context to this episode no. No. In, in order to understand? 
at it. So it, on that effect, I might, it, I would recommend anybody who hasn't even caught up yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, like there is a spoiler, one spoiler, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's enough to break your mind and break the show because even that spoiler, there's a before and there's an after. Right. In terms of context, there's 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 a whole thing that swirls around that because of the time mm-hmm. jumping that's been going, that went on in the beginning, the first half of this uh, season. So yeah, yeah I, yeah. I would recommend this episode to anybody. No, I think that, yeah, I think that this is one of those episodes that stands the test of time on its own. I don't think that you need to understand all the context in order to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I Yo, I'm telling you <laughs> Right. And uh, this is the second question I'm going to ask Michael Satrazemus. I'm going to be like, hey, listen, you trying to get that Emmy? Because <laughs> hey, if I was in charge, you get it. <laughs> probably are. You know, I mean, listen, it was very, very well done. I thought it was very well done. But it's true. I don't think that you need to be necessarily like a diehard fan to, of the show to appreciate it. No, no, not at all. Not in the slightest. I'd venture and- to guess. And that's the impressive part. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's like it's the quintessential bottle episode where you, you where it's and what I mean by that is you can walk in, no context, enjoy the, this episode for what it is. Context is revealed in uh, just naturally throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Each each for each scene leads into the next, and certain things will get called back on. You know, like like, like the gun and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. before we do that, cool ass intro. <laughs> That was a cool ass opening sequence. How do you feel about these intros? Because I wrote that in my notes with the yeah. intro. I I'm loving it. I love what they did with this one too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with well, the, they, they customize where you can barely hear one. the music. Yeah, they customize each one. So I wonder, like, is the idea that they're all going to be strung together? I know that we talked about this before. Is that like the idea? Well, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but uh, they basically tell the mini story of what these guys are going through right in, in a sense you know but the, it does supposedly it tells its own story but i don't know maybe I, know. I just kind of wonder sometimes i mean like i i don't know how i feel about the openings but i'm but it's more so because i'm kind of old school so i like distinctive like show music that i hear the the theme and i know like oh that's what it is you know and which is one of those things that walking dead has when you hear the theme music to walking dead you know what it is and you're like oh there it is you know right, here we go right. you know it's Subtle changes, like like the Walking Dead's opening sequences. At least the visuals have changed. The visuals have changed, yeah. But the theme has consistently like stayed the same. Well, the theme music has stayed the same at least for this this season. So that's one thing. It has. The thing is, I guess I just don't know how I feel about it because it's so. um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just so subtle. Like it's there. And, but it's it's definitely not something that is very... Um, oh, it's short as hell is what you're saying. It's very short. Um, it's like you, you so don't I, have enough time to go back and grab like popcorn you, or chips. You don't even have a moment to process <laughs> the fact that it's the opening because it's, it's it starts and just as soon as it starts, it's over and here we are, you know? And that's fine. But it's like, oh, oh okay. I don't know how I... I don't know how well that'll work in terms of the test of time. But at the same time, you know, the master plan might be just to merge everything with like Walking Dead and next season will be the road to Alexandria. So who knows? Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine like them mixing the two songs somehow? I don't, oh, I don't even know. Like, don't know. like it'll be an acoustic guitar that does the intro, the, the classic intro. 
Oh my God, I can't even imagine. I'm just imagining the road to Alexandria. It's like the road to Terminus. Oh man, you, you, you're hopeful, huh? Well, I, there I, was a whole, like, I don't know if it was a whole season, but there was plenty of episodes that just dealt with the road to Terminus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that talk about like a waiting for Godot moment too, by the way, not to sidetrack too much, but mm-hmm. yeah, that whole buildup and then to find out. I mean, the buildup was more fun to watch than them getting there. Although I, I will say and, that that premiere when they were at Terminus and blew it all up in one episode, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> Yo, son, explosions, y'all. Explosions. It, it, Carol blew it all up and took care of it in one episode. So, <laughs> well, yeah, saying. I guess like an episode and a half of Terminus, basically. Essentially. <laughs> And uh, I, who was it? Somebody from Star Trek. I think it was Tosh, the woman who played Tasha Yar. Uh-huh. Was the old lady? I think it was. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of mm. like, okay, I'll allow this. She's effing crazy. <laughs> You're like, this works. Yeah, this works for me. Yeah, this I can makes dig sense. It. Yeah, it's the little things, you know. Of course, <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah. So uh, we notice already that the basement is flooding uh, as Alicia's <sighs> trying to check out a couple of things. Yeah. So that's that's one sign. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Happens to everybody, though. <laughs> sure. Flooding happens to us all. Yeah. Well, every time it rains at our place. <laughs> every goddamn time. <sighs> God. Moldy. Ugh, it's just not good. Anyway. No, it's it's not good. And and honestly, like that, that makes me nervous more than anything else. I mean, it, it's already the idea of the walkers and everything. But like the fact that, you know, you're 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 gaining water real quick. That is not not good. Wait, you're talking about real life or you're talking about... <laughs> I'm not like yeah, I'm talking about in general, real life. In general, you know, walkers. Know, just, just well, maybe not the walkers part, but the gaining water real quick. Yeah, that's... but it's possible. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You like oh, that damn. aspect? Yeah, pretty oh, much. Damn. God damn it. Uh, yeah. So, so that's one thing. I, it's it's one of those things that if you didn't catch it early on, like while you're watching it, you would have missed it. But mm-hmm. I did. I noticed it the second time I watched. It was like, oh, so yeah, this isn't a new thing, you know. Anyway, yeah. Oh, this is not like a surprise. Oh, it was already filling up her, you know, like it was squishing yeah, exactly. in her shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was already like starting. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Oh, so yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, when she's downstairs and she's taking stock of the food that she has and she's about to eat yes. and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and then she knows is like a just like thumping upstairs yes okay so when she goes upstairs and she checks this out she notices the i think she notices the walker that's outside like impaled on the tree right right? Mm -hmm. like subtly through the through the window Mm -hmm. and then you hear these footsteps behind her and you 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 vaguely see somebody right 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 Mm -hmm. so that that first of all that was terrifying it it For sure. Because again, the, the way those shots, the, the shots leading into her checking out the, the impaled walker on the wind, on the tree outside, uh-huh. that the, those were the shots that I was talking about where you see her in, in full frame. Yes. And like her, she, it looks like she can touch the walls and the ceiling is really low. It's like almost touching her head and it's like uh-huh. the walls are closing in on her, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So when she looks like, in, so when you see that one shot where her eyes are peering out between the um, the blinds and then you, you hear something and then you, you see that, you, you, you hear something something like run across behind her and all that stuff mm-hmm. I, I was immediately transported to like the twilight zone mm. okay they one specific one i believe and i think this was it was uh-huh. I, I can't remember if it was the dummy uh or caesar and me but it's it's literally a ventriloquist dummy that is mm. like enchanted like you, it's not clear whether the ventriloquist is controlling the dummy so he's crazy or the ventriloquist is actually speaking so it's just mm. creepy all around because the guy the ventriloquist is having in either one 
one is having full-on conversations with the with the uh, dummy. Interesting. And of course, the dummy has a creepy New York-sounding voice. Naturally, that's that sort of thing. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's and then in one scene, like in, in the Twilight Zone, in, in one of these, the you know you can hear the dummy kind of walk across, you know, walk walk across the floor quickly because he has little tiny legs, right? Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. And then also, and you would remember this, I hope so, because it's a classic. Okay. okay. But do you and 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 probably from here on in, I'll, I'll be calling her this. But do you remember talking Tina? Talking Tina. Which Tell- one? Telly Savales and uh, I can't remember who else is in it, but it's the doll that kind of talks back to the guy. I'm talking <sighs> Tina, and I'm going to kill you. Oh my god, that sounds really familiar, but I can clearly see it in my head. Yes, it's it's Telly Savales before he went full bald and, and uh-huh. with, the, with the Las Vegas kind of style glasses, and goes, you know, here's look. Hey, wait, wait, what did he what did he say to girls? He said, "Here's looking at you, kid." No, that's not what it was. Uh, oh god, who? Uh, what was it? Was it like who? Loves you, baby. Who loves that? you, baby? Yes, yes. you do remember. Yes. Oh, it's oh, so no. close. I. It's sad that I remember that sketchiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably because your parents or your uncle or something like that, right? Because that's that's <sighs> how I got it. Because my uncle <sighs> loved Kojak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, all about that life <sighs> with the lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> it was so gross. God, he's the protagonist, I think, too, right? He was. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was sketchy and skeevy and gross. Like, I'm just yeah. thinking about it now, and it makes me angry just thinking about it. He's not that much better in in the Twilight Zone episode. I mean, he's no. genuinely terrified, but he's, like, trying to kill this doll. He's trying to he's trying to squeeze the head. He's trying to oh. saw, it, saw the head off and all that stuff. And the saw doesn't make a dent. In fact, it damages the saw. He oh, tries geez. to put it in a garbage can and wraps twine around it. And he can't Very get rid Twilight. of it. Zone. So I call Charlie talking Tina, even though she doesn't talk and she is alive. So it's just that that walking across the floor, it's just like this terrifying do- person that doesn't talk. And she is this reminder to Alicia. She's almost like a, not a conscience, but I mean, the whole thing brings her, brings her into like a crisis of conscience situation. Oh, yeah. So. But you know what? What you said at first, that I, I had, that hadn't occurred to me. Mm-hmm. That like, that maybe that, that Charlie kind of represents a, a more innocent version of her. Yeah. That's interesting. Understand. Yeah. I, I just didn't, I don't know why I didn't see it that way. I just, just kind of like, like, I was just, I was actually seeing it more like, oh, these these two people are kind of the same almost in a way there is they both kind of made mistakes and all that stuff yeah they have i think obviously alicia is far more cynical and hardened versus like charlie that's i mean charlie's still a child you know she's still a child and she's still like scared she's still horrified she's still fearful and she reacts, you know, based on those feelings. Like she doesn't have like a malicious intention. You know, it's I think she's not coming with a malicious intention in mind. She's just acting from a sense of self preservation, uh, self preservation, and you know what she knows of survival and loyalty to those that take care of her. Really, yeah. And is still young and has those weird, confusing emotions. Sure. And, and and knowing a lot less what to do with herself than most people, most yeah. adults. Let's say no, exactly. I mean, there's a confidence in in Alicia's approach to everything, you know, in terms of this episode, although obviously she has her her moments when it comes to like, what is she going to do with Charlie? Like she, and even when Charlie's asking her to just, you know, kind of kill her, she can't do it, you know, like she can't bring herself to do it. And, um, but otherwise, you know, there's obviously more of a confidence in Alicia in terms of how she handles things. And even when Charlie thinks that they're not going to make it out of it, she's, you know, confident, like, no, we're we're going to get out of this. We're going to survive this. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. There's that, there's that adult confidence, right? You know, we have to get out of this, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We usually do. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Where kids, yeah. they don't really know. Mm-mm. Like they don't know everything's going to be okay. They just know what's in front of them. They just know what's in front of them. That's it. Yeah. It, fan, I think fans of the 100 um, would really enjoy this episode as well because um, mm. Alicia Demnum Carey had played a character called, um, well, on the on the show, she's called Hedda. So she's basically okay. like the leader, basically, okay. of, these, of this tribe of humans that was left behind on the planet while mm. uh, I could go through the synopsis. Basically, you have a bunch of humans who went out into space 100 years ago because they knew of nuclear fallout. Like mm. basically all the nuclear bombs went off and mm-hmm. etc. And so they went to space. So you had like four or five generations in space that have lived out there that didn't know that there was a tribe or two of people who managed to survive. Mm. And mm-hmm. she plays one of the survivors and they have this kind of like neutered version of English on the planet that they, it's kind of like an abbreviated almost version. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she, she plays a leader and she's like skillful and she's, she's you know, she's obviously a queen for a reason and she's she's skillful with a blade and stuff and Alicia on the show has a blade, this kind of weird ass blade and you got to see yeah. some of those kind of like... I like her know, makeshift blade, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. It's very unique. It's very unique. It's kind of like the... the re- you remember how you said you like characters? You like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's as, almost as if they heard you. Like, yeah. Like a little uniqueness in the character. So she has this unique blade. No, exactly. Exactly. Michelle's I katana. Felt, I felt the same way. I did feel that... I didn't notice that until you pointed it out just now. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, she, she does. Like, th- that... I found it very interesting that I felt that there was definitely further development of Alicia in this episode in, in a way that I appreciated in terms of developing the depths of her conflicted, you know, feelings towards Charlie and how to move forward. And, and you know, and but I and I like the fact that she has this sort of like, you know, distinctive weapon. It's this sort of broken off, sharpened metal shard, whatever it is. And that is her her weapon that she oh, yeah. uses and from that from that turret gun basically yeah mach- that literal machine gun yeah the what is it called the retainer or something oh, like I that i know nothing about that i forget what it was i looked it up and then i i mentioned it on the show and i totally forgot but yeah it's supposed to it's like it's kind of like muffles or the vibrations and stuff like that it's supposed to cool down really? the gun faster yeah it's it's on the outside of the actual muzzle of the mm-hmm. yeah the muzzle and yeah that's what it's supposed to do like heat kind of disperses from it and and hey. yeah it's a whole thing so it's broken off and she can use it as a weapon yeah mm-hmm, so it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool um but yeah 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 i i it's there's a lot to love about that i mean and, and there are a lot a lot of alicia debnam carry fans from the 100 still and her character mm-hmm. i think got like killed off like two seasons ago oh and, wow and they they still hold a candle for her character she that's that's how big an effect her performance was on fans, I think. Really? That's and, very interesting. Yeah, lots of young people too. So, and they just hang on. They love the show. They love Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of them hung on. Some of them had the criticisms, obviously, because of things. You know, we've been Naturally. there. We talked well, about there's that. always going to be that. Yeah. But, I mean, the Debnam Carey fans, they are, they don't, I have not heard a single criticism, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. only thing, the only thing I've heard is, is if you kill Alicia, we will, <laughs> ri- we will riot. No. Long live Hedda. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. So yeah. Uh, so there's that. The sword. Uh, the 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 doll walking across the thing. <laughs> yeah. And again, she doesn't talk. No, she um, doesn't say anything for a long time. Right. But that moment, right when she when Charlie goes behind the door, she 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 tries to. Oh, so Alicia tries to open the closet. Yes. It was. Yeah. And Charlie scampers out from her from her hiding place. She manages to get away. Goes be, goes into the door. And that that scene where she's hanging over the door, and you have this scene of her in the fr- in front of it. Oh, like, yeah. Why are you here? That's yeah. Sort of, 
something. That yeah. was that was haunting. Well, exactly. And I feel like that's exactly how she felt. Like she felt like here's this girl haunting me, you know, and tormenting me just by her presence. Yeah, but context though matters because Alicia just gotten from tremendous failure, confronting all those feelings about how am I supposed to live up to my mom's ideals, to what she thinks of me, right? Mm-hmm. And I failed at saving this guy. Morgan, I just want to be alone. Like, I, I can't do anything right. I don't even know what I'm doing, that sort of thing. And then Charlie arrives. Like, why is Charlie here? Of all people. It's like all the same people. reaction as Luciana. Yeah, yeah. What mm-hmm. do you want from me? Yeah, it's So that's true. like, it's like the last person you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. In this house of Yeah, it is. It's true. Yeah, it's like you said, confrontation, right? Yeah, it makes her have to. Yeah, yeah. It's like the elements on the outside, you know, the the, the violent ele- elements keeping her inside the house. Oh, and yeah, let's... No, no, no. We'll get to that because we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the wind and the shutters banging and everything and the wind's picking up eventually. And then you have uh, the walkers out, uh, outside eventually they, they pick up and then you have Charlie. And the house itself had those walkers and, and then all the confrontational pictures of the family and remnants of them. Like everything there uh, is like a is like a reminder of what she lost uh yeah what she can't escape from and then also that thing and another one of those things is charlie like you know you thought it was enough to her not to be there but you knew that she was out there in the world Mm -hmm. and now she's in the same house as you and you just gotta face this thing man if you really if you really want to hope to be the madison you gotta put this to bed yeah this this is your test this is this is to see if you can move on if you can really live up to it whatever i'm just going on and on but yeah no but it's true (laughs) It, it was it this is a a test and that's exactly what it was yeah so oh yes so yeah as soon as that scene happens where she's trying to say why are you here and then yes. um she immediately tries to ghost she tries she takes yeah, all the she food tries to take off yeah yeah just paint that scene carol paint it for me i mean she just it, it is like she saw a ghost i mean she grabs her belongings you know on what is it removes the wooden beam that she already had nailed in front of the door runs right. out she tries to basically get into the car because she grabbed the car keys inside so she's trying to get into this car and it's like the door is like jammed it seems like like she can't quite open it and then when she finally does i don't know if it's partially because of the wind or, or what have you like she gets pushed yeah. back so that she ends up landing on her back and it, you get the impression that she basically bumped back of her head or something and knocked herself out for you know however long it was that really. rung her bell yeah yeah and what what happened and she wakes up and she she wakes is it, up she isn't eaten by to. walkers that's no good. thank god no <laughs> she comes to and she's back inside the house and she pretty much puts two and two together and realizes that charlie brought her back in yeah let's talk about Which this is, for a minute yeah, wait, I was, yeah i was gonna say logistically <laughs> I, I was like i like, don't it's know. a physics lesson isn't it it is <laughs> i'm like you, you know, how does alicia and we see her statue compared to 11-year-old Charlie. <laughs> okay, it's let's... hurricane conditions. She is getting walkers. really tall really fast, though. She is a way. growing girl, for sure. But it is a hurricane. <laughs> you you do have somebody who's knocked out, which basically means that their body is far more heavy than it typically would be. And they're she's, on a walk. She's walkers. literally like at least 120 pounds or 130 pounds soaking wet. She's soaking right. wet. <laughs> like It's right. like the expression, but literal. Right. <laughs> So I, that is a bit of a stretch, but we're going to suspend our, our you know. We're, of we're course, gonna... I just, it just had to be spoken No, it about, had to be though. said. It has yeah. to be said. Like, it's I'm the only hole 
you can think of right now at the moment. I, I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah, because <laughs> you were thinking it. And you were like, I was. I? I was like, mm. I wasn't. I didn't even put in my notes. But like at the same time, like it's, it was bothering me because like, mm-hmm. you, you want to say only positive things about this fucking amazing episode. Now yeah. we'll swear for this one. But yeah. yeah, no, no, I agree. It's like I didn't have it written down in my notes. But when I think back and I walk through the scene, I'm sort of like, mm, I don't know necessarily. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you hear yourself talk oh yeah charlie just brought her in wait charlie brought her in <laughs> yeah you're just like wait mm, i don't know how much sense that makes but yeah. all right we'll go with it all right yeah 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 so she was brought into the house coat taken off there's like food next to her that she opened the cans yeah. or whatever food that was open mm-hmm. uh, or not open but whatever and uh yeah yeah so but then she right. questions charlie like yeah why like back and she kind of then goes through her her monologue while charlie's on the other side of the door in a very comfortable looking bedroom by the way and um, she's just kind of like there silent she doesn't say anything and you know alicia's just basically unloading on her you know like all her her feelings and fact that you know her mother's gone and her brother's gone and you know she kind of like really starts leveling into her you know why she's such a you know piece of crap essentially is you know (laughs) Just a bit. Um, Piece of garbage. Yeah. I think she said she yeah. mentioned it in this one. She yeah, did right? call her a garbage person or something. Right. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Things are moving fast. Like this episode, the, the pacing on this episode is so good. And the reason yeah. why I bring up the Twilight Zone is because it, it's Twilight Zone is good comparison to compare an old show versus a new show and what you can tell in a, in a short amount of time versus what new shows seem to try to cram in but uh-huh. can't seem to. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet the pacing on the Twilight Zone was very slow and mm. it, you could a lot is told without um with very little but okay. just by just by visuals by the way somebody looks mm-hmm. it's kind of like your observation of uh well, I think it was San- Xander Berkeley mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the, the, Zan- the our, our our argument about Xander Ver- Berkeley versus um Jeffrey Dean Morgan as yes. Negan mm-hmm. like where Negan had to kind of be a certain way had to say things a certain way in order to move the story along Xander could just look a certain way or he could uh just make a snide remark and you get right. like a, a whole bunch but right. yeah this, the pacing is so but you know we can race through this thing because a lot of this is mood it's setting the mood i feel like we're almost doing it on in injustice but but yeah it's it there's like this mood of madness of, of anxiety you know mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're and i mean you don't have a beard but i do i'm like flip <laughs> the bottom part of the, the hair on the bottom part of uh, my lip and I, i'm putting my mouth like this <laughs> doing that the whole entire time because it's just so tense it is very tense and yeah. what did you think when you noticed that um that charlie had a weapon what was your thoughts yeah so that that's interesting it brings me back to something that you said last week i immediately thought of it i was like you know what if what if charlie is also mourning mm-hmm. you know that's what i was thinking i was like you killed my friend you killed the the, yeah. the, the you know you killed ennis mm-hmm. and so i'm thinking to myself it, which made and i love that you said that because it really made the question mark of her having that gun and what she was going to do with it right you know like really stand and and it worked so so well because of that and yeah. basically because of you <gasps> thanks yeah no it's true it's true it's kind of like oh wow you know this really brought into question like okay this can go either way yeah and kids with guns i mean oh, don't don't usually end well carl yeah yeah <laughs> seriously kids no, in the I... apocalypse with any weapon by the way yeah kids in the apocalypse in general just aren't really like winning they're not <laughs> winning i mean it depends on what your they're classification not. of winning right i mean they all end up dead so oh Mostly. Mostly. I guess ultimately losing. Ultimately losing. But yeah, it's like, I I believe it when I see it. (laughs) 
like that they grow up to be of a certain age. Uh, yeah, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark for your child in the apocalypse. We're pretty dark. Unless you're Judith. <laughs> so far, so good. So far, so good. Fingers uh, crossed. You know, it's like it's like the uh, I didn't die today counter, basically. <laughs> Oh my God. So it was a good day. Yeah, Judith, it's a good day. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's season 10. Maybe it's season nine. It'll happen. Uh, don't worry. So you got fun. Judith 2.0. It's fine. Oh, so sad. Yeah, we'll, we'll call her Gracie, middle name Judith Grimes. <laughs> sad. You're welcome, people. Sad as hell. No, so, yeah. but I wasn't sure what she was going to do with that gun. Yeah, I was not, not sure. at all, right? No, I was not sure. I wasn't sure if she... I definitely did not think at that point that she was suicidal. I did not. I see. I knew she too. was upset. And I can tell, obviously, that she was like tormented by the things that Alicia was telling her. Because you can see her on the other side of the door breaking down. But I did not think that she was, I I didn't think at the time that she was necessarily suicidal. Obviously, like as the episode unfolds, you kind of see more and more of her, um, you know, when she tries to almost like walk into a walker to like let herself be killed. You know what I mean? Well, that's what screwed the pooch for me, by the way. mm, What, her walking to the walker? Yeah, it was a preview. The preview showed that and I was like, oh man, is she, does she have a death wish? And so, and that's, but that's actually interestingly good. It actually kind of works because I knew that. I felt that from the teaser. And so when she brought out the gun, I was kind of like, wait, this can go really literally either way. So I, that's that's an example of just smart illusion. Just like, here's a teaser of what she might do, what she's doing, what she does. We don't know why. Right. And, and then she brings out the gun and you're like, wait, but yeah. So yeah, Nick killed Ennis. And so maybe this is her like also in mourning and, and could take it out on Alicia because Alicia wants to kill her probably. Yeah. So, so yeah. That was smart. Smart, guys. Smart, Mr. Uh, Satrazemus. I don't know about the dragon, the girl, the the girl twice her age in, but... Yeah, that's that's the only slight hiccup. (laughs) But that's fine. I'll allow it. We'll allow it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and I literally wrote that. To kill Alicia or protect herself. What? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and and that last thing, being this garbage person and, oh, no, no, I I don't want to kill it. And the last thing she said was kind of interesting. It's like she's literally, first of all, she's literally, she's saying the truth out loud, Althea style, first of all, which I don't know if she would say normally. Obviously, she's kind of losing her mind. She's going a little crazy. So I'll I'll, I'll allow it. But it's that last thing she does. And that's it. So she's going back and forth between the truth Mm -hmm. and being mad at her also for, for killing Nick, but also like saying, I need to live up to my mother's ideals. So I'm trying not to kill you, she says, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then there's the last thing where she meets kind of in the middle and she goes, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. Right. I want you to live a very long life knowing what, what living with what you did, you garbage right. person, basically. Yeah. Like a ripe old age. You that's, know, that's, that's That's where I want you at. And so it's like this way of her compromise. Like, you know what? It may, it'll make me feel better on this end mm-hmm. for you to be suffering, but also on that end that I didn't kill you. So. Right, right. Yeah. So in the middle, something needs, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think the next frame... Oh, oh, Alicia discovers that Charlie has covered the dead while Alicia was out. Mm, yeah, she yeah. kind of questioned her on that, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, she immediately but, ran inside. But this is also the aspect that of where they differ, where Alicia is already kind of like looking at these as like, okay, more walkers that we 
have to, you know, do away with. Whereas like Charlie understands like, look, these were people at one point and they deserve some semblance of like respect rather than just kind of tossing them out. Right. You know, in their house too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that shot though. When Alicia discovers, uh, you know, she, she lifts up the tarp and it's the, the girl of the family, the young girl. Mm -hmm. And then it it zooms into the, the face of the dead girl. Yes. And, and it immediately goes from that shot straight to the picture of her that Charlie's holding mm-hmm. and Alicia coming in and, and questioning her about it. But I just love that. Again, they did it again where uh, the first shot was the family laid out and then it showed them on the mantle. And then now this is the dead girl literally and then shows the dead girl in her hands. And it, so it's manipulating you, man. It's mm-hmm. getting you to feel for these these poor souls. Yeah. That once were. On yeah, did it? Okay, good. No, because <laughs> I was wondering, like, the, I, I get what they were trying to do and it's, mm-hmm. it's so unique. Like mm-hmm. they try to do it every now and again on The Walking Dead, I think. But the way it, it the way it comes out is more of like a nod to uh, George Romero. Mm-hmm. Like, and the way I mean is that the some of these characters are so distinctly uh, wardrobed. Like the like notably the the uh, librarian mm-hmm. that I mentioned at the top of the show with the Father Gabriel's parish parishioners. Like he mm-hmm. recognizes her because she's dressed so like distinctly with the. With the, I think she still had the reading glasses around her neck or something, and like the the pink, it was like a pink sweater or something. Yeah, like a pink cardigan. Sorry. Uh huh. And but it's but it's more of like a kind of caricature kind of version of a person, whereas right, like this is more of like oh, these were people. They're dressed in muted tones. You know, they're not yeah. instantly recognizable until you look at the how they lived, you know, the photos of them when they were alive. So right, this is just it's so ambitious. Yeah, and Charlie's collecting set photos. Yeah, yeah. And did you know what she was trying to do immediately when you saw no, her do that? I thought that she was just basically reminiscing of her own family. That was I, a, that was my initial thought. I just thought she was just going as crazy, just as crazy as Alicia. Just like <laughs> these, you know, in a weird way, like mm-hmm. these were people once. Mm, yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Let me take care of these. Like I didn't know what she was trying to do, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I could, I didn't know what to make of it. And then um, it, it becomes clear. And and by the way, they don't. It, it only becomes a little bit clear why she's doing it much later on in the show mm-hmm. uh, and it's not immediately spelled out but we'll put that together later on yes um, Mm, yeah so and so immediately alicia's trying to question charlie and why the hell she's doing this right yeah and what does she say says well what i mean what does she say do you know i'm trying to remember what it was that she said um i know that i know this is alicia says flat out she she put the bodies out there the way she did for a reason i'm trying to remember what was it, what was it that she said well she didn't really say the reason but mm-hmm. i think it's implied that like she doesn't you know photos outside bodies yeah, outside yeah exactly no she like, doesn't want reminders of that right i don't want to have to feel no Mm-mm. um yeah and then they try to to nail the shutters down mm-hmm. together she's like okay if you know what uh baby steps team right. building yep pretty much so we're gonna <laughs> yeah. start with this i want you to be alive so you can hate yourself for the rest of the life <laughs> rest of your right. life so i might as well protect you yeah <laughs> uh yeah exactly um Oh, yes. So once they do that, they notice that walkers are starting to gather because they're making too much noise. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alicia's like, you know, I'm getting the fire going. I can warm up your coat. I can dry up your coat. And Charlie doesn't give it to her. And she's still not she talking, demands, Charlie. Yeah, she demands that coat. Yeah. She's like, what is your goddamn problem, you dumb little kid? Pretty much. I mean, she looks terrified of Alicia. Oh, yeah. It's like, give me the coat. And then she's like, she's like shocked. She's shocked backwards. Yeah. And uh, she does. And she realizes she's packing heat mm-hmm. who loves you baby 
God. No more Telly Savalas. I can't. I used to do the voice and now it's like I don't remember what it is anymore. Who oh. loves you, baby? Yeah, he's just, uh, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of clips. Charlie Savalas. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that scene is really tense because, you know, it looks like they were starting to kind of get along in a way. And then all of a sudden she finds the gun and she goes, oh, so what do you think you were going to do with this mother? She also wanted to know if it was the same gun that killed her brother. That's insane, right? Yeah. And, and you're sitting there, you're looking at this gun. You're like, oh my God, is it the same gun? Is it exactly? Like, I'm like, That's, is it? I don't would know. Would you be able to handle that, by the way? Like, I was no. just thinking to myself, I mean, Charlie's a goner. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's that's the thing that makes it hard. I mean, you really have to kind of put yourself in the predicament of these people and kind of try to understand like how they must be feeling because if it were me, that would be, oof, that would be tough. Yeah, I mean, totally. I just said hi to uh, a friend of ours, a friend nice. of the show on the, fa- nice. on the Facebook. On the Facebook. Hey, Dahe, hey, special shout out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First my cousin and now uh, now my pally. Nice. Uh, yeah. You know, I should share, I guess I should share the, the link, right? <laughs> to the show. I don't know. See You're the video? expert at all of this. I am the expert. <laughs> you are the expert at all of this. All right. Let me let me find the the Facebook. Because <laughs> I'm color commentary. Um. No way. I'm color commentary. Well, Wait, I'm, actually, this season I am. I am the straight This season, man. so far, you've been, you have been more color commentary. Then we're going to get to Walking Dead and my color, I, I guarantee you, I will, I will be bringing more color commentary. I honestly, I cannot wait to be color commentary when, when The Walking Dead comes on because uh, that's where I live. I live in coming, 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 color commentary. I, uh, don't even get me started. I can't wait. Cannot. Karma, 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 commentary. I'm just trying to share the link out. I want to see if this actually works. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, you have, there's like a little live. I know. A, a live icon next to videos. Let's see what's going on here. I, I see that. I, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't know. Have I seen a lot? I think I've seen a couple live live videos. Uh, I'm going to share this guy. Mm-hmm. Share to a share. Sonny and share. Uh, let's see here. As me. <laughs> uh, posting as David Cameo. Oh, this is infuriating. Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing now. Relax, everybody. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) Relax, Carol. (laughs) Hey, I'm chilling. I told you. I have my cup of tea. I'm good. Yeah, it's heavy tea. (laughs) Oh, no. I told you. Like, it's the the tea and coffee keeps me more awake than, like... No, the tea... No, what am I saying? The caffeine and tea keeps me more alert than the caffeine and coffee or soda. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on the time of day, because sometimes I'm, like, more alert on, on, like, soda, and then sometimes I'm more alert on coffee. I don't know. It's... it's, It depends. I hear you. It depends on the chemicals that are in my system. I hear you. Okay. And post... Little bars on it. Right, anyway, so back to my notes. Let me put my reading glasses on. Uh, <laughs> like, where did I? All right, so go? we're at the gun to the head moment, and um, <sighs> yes, at the end of all of that little yes. mad scene where she's mm-hmm. fighting the urge to shoot Charlie in the head. Mm-hmm. Alicia says, "Go." She like waves the gun, says, "Go." Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. She kind of treats her like a misbehaving child, you know, and she literally scampers away like she's going to her room. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you brought it up the comfortable room part right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it got me thinking i'm like she's it, it's that that little part
apart. Like that tells you she's still a kid. She is still a she's kid. She's going to her room. You can't forget that. Yeah, it, well, but it's very easy. And if, if it wasn't for these little these little bits, like like her being in this comfortable room, just sitting in the bed, mm-hmm. staying quiet this mm-hmm. whole time, by the way. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Like in, in this weird way where the show can pull it back. Like normally, I think normal person, normal grown adult would mm-hmm. not go to their room. They would leave the house. No, exactly. Like Alicia <laughs> did. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly, which she mm-hmm. tried to do mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. Which I mean, Alicia was welcome to try again, mm-hmm. but something held her back. And yeah. and again, I think it's it's these little reminders that are working, chipping away at her. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it is very interesting, huh? It is interesting, but Charlie's still a kid, which is why she scampers away to her room. Uh, I love this show. Um, yeah, and she's just sitting there sulking. You know, I mean, you know, for lack of a better yeah. word, right? So there's that. Uh, let's see here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. By the way, I love this live bit because mm-hmm. <laughs> these are all the pauses that we have that I edit out <laughs> so we're like kind of tipping our hand right now <laughs> yeah just sort of like okay, this is what goes on this is this is what goes on this is what it is accepted yeah or not. what I'm saying right now is going to be edited <laughs> actually, so. So you're welcome. I don't know. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah, so There's sexy. Behind the, sen- behind sure. the scenes is what it is. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Do do do. Yeah. Okay. So right after that, mm-hmm. is this kind of really impactful? It's like surprisingly impactful, more impactful than you think. And that's when Alicia's finally trying to get the the fire going. You know, just she notices that obviously there's like soot all over the fireplace. Yeah. These people died somehow, so she's just trying to see if there's any debris in the chimney, and she notices the the dead bird that pops out of it. Was that what it was? I was staring hard at the screen trying to figure out what. Are you watching on your computer? No, I was watching it on my phone, and I was like, Oh no! No, I have a first mistake. No, I have a big phone though. It's huge. Still, I could see how you wouldn't be able to see that though. Yeah. I paused and studied that scene and I was like, is that a cat? Is oh that like, no, I was trying to figure it out. It was like, I was really trying to figure out what exactly it was. So it was a bird. Yeah. It was like a big ass bird. It, well, I knew- it looks like it was a type of bird. Nobody knows because it was that desiccated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And that's, that says a lot. That mm-hmm. says a whole lot, by the way. So there's mm-hmm. a lot going on here. First of all, this is the bird that killed that family, that family that she's trying not to feel things for mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so yeah the second thing is that um there's the amina story madison's story about the bird that nick mm-hmm. and uh, good yeah. point good point but, now this i definitely plucked from uh ian goldberg mm-hmm. who was on the show oh no andrew chambliss who was on the i was on talking dead so i definitely plucked that that so there's a bunch of things going on here yeah there's that and so it's 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 between the, the house of horrors <laughs> the scary house and the outside elements, the walkers, mm-hmm. Charlie, the sympathy she's trying to avoid having for the people that died in this house that we're having sympathy for because we uh-huh. see this, we see the cause of their smoke inhalation, which mm-hmm. eventually caused them to die. <sighs> So there's so all these forces working against her. The Amina story and um, and what she says there is just so much. It's like she's she's finally caving into feeling something, and she's she goes, "I'm sorry." I know. I, I did think I'm that's trying. why I was that's why I was trying to figure out so hard what was in, what animal. I knew I I pretty much understood it was some sort of animal that was the cause of everything, and that's what she was staring at. I just couldn't tell what it was, but. Yeah, that moment where she's just sort of looking, you know, just sadly into 
the fireplace and saying, I'm sorry. I, it's, it's, it's hard. She's it's trying really to rough. keep it together. She's yeah. Trying. She's trying to, she's trying to like not kill Charlie, yeah. <laughs> I guess too. I mean, yeah. not to sound harsh, but I mean, I really do think she's trying to keep to her mom's principles. It's stuck yes. with her, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, she doesn't know if she's living up to what, what I think her image of what she thinks she should be with all, with all the, the philosophy that that's rubbed off on her. I think there's an impression she tries to, um, to really, you know, okay. You know how it is with, you always think you're, you're never going to live up to the kind of person that you see in your parents, that sort of thing. Yeah. We all get that. That's like the, what is it? It's the drama of the gifted child, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's you, when you fight to try to be as, as close to your parents in your head as possible. And then when you fall short, you either get depressed or grandiose. You go over the top, that sort of thing. You handle it in two different ways. Mm-hmm. And so she's going through all of that now. It's like, even when, even when she first encounters Charlie, she goes, why are you here? Yeah. She basically, it's like you said, she was, um, you said something to the effect of she was frightened and that's why she left. But part of that was like, if you, if you noticed her talking to Charlie at the other end of the door, she goes from being like sounding like a frightened girl to being like F you. <laughs> Yeah, it's this weird like mix of of being being this kid, being a frightened child, and then being this grown adult, and it's just so it's so powerful. So when you see her go, I'm so I'm sorry, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just you know it's coalescing. It's it's she can't escape it anymore. The house is not letting her. No, no, the house isn't letting her. Like she's stuck in this house, having to face her demons essentially. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> I just did that right in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> It's going on the it's going on the cutting room floor, man. Hey. Uh, so the, the I'm getting to this one part that's really interesting. Okay. And uh, so yes, okay. So right at that moment, mm-hmm. she's she's cleared the the top. She's trying to start the fire and she can't. And why can't she start the fire, uh, Carol? Mm-hmm. The wind starts blowing from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you realize? I'm trying to let you talk because I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember actually. Okay. So the wind blows and then and then you hear like kind of a like a banging and yes. you hear the walker and what is happening now? This is in the point where the the wind when the window uh, breaks. No, no, that's that's near the end, yeah. That's near the enough. end. Yeah. This is the part where Charlie having been told to go at the uh-huh. but that Oh, when she gun, steps outside on the balcony. That's right. Yes. And what does she do? what what she, what does she do? She sees the walker from the beginning She's, end. Yeah, which is the walker that they keep kind Kind of looking at throughout the episode it's this right. and you're getting a closer that- look too <laughs> You're getting a closer look. Yeah. Like essentially this is like a walker that is stuck. That's been impaled on a branch of a tree. It's kind of just sort of languishing on this tree branch. That's the only thing that's holding it up there. And it looks like the house basically has the balconies from the particular bedroom where Charlie is. And she kind of proceeds to kind of very slowly observe the walker, like with this sort of morbid curiosity. Um, But basically she's kind of like just almost, sort of like just walking towards certain death like you, you know and, and basically Alicia comes in just in time to basically pull her away from just walking into this walker that would just obviously just kill her. Who had um, already grabbed her by the way if you noticed. Yes, yes it did already grab her, yeah. So and so I, that's where you kind of start to realize and Alicia even brings it up when she's kind of sitting her down and she says, you know, the gun was never intended for me. It was always for you. I mean yeah. basically like, you know 
know, Charlie's kind of, you know, she is remorseful over everything that's happened. I mean, Alicia isn't telling Charlie anything that she already doesn't feel horrible about. You know, right. she already feels like a horrible person for having been responsible for the demise of the of the stadium, for being responsible for Nick's death. She already feels horrible over these things. Like she doesn't yeah, necessarily she- need Alicia to, to point it out to the point that now she's sort of like, well, what do I have to live for? You know, what, what, what's the point that she's, you know, looking for her way out, whether it be that she like shoots herself, whether it be that she is like killed by Walker, like, but she's, she's just sort of hopeless. Yeah. And, and you start to recognize that also, and I didn't really realize this at the time, not, not really, but in a way, a kid her age could see herself as being responsible for people on both sides dying, Mel, Ennis, Mm -hmm. like if it it hadn't been for Nick's love for her, uh, Nick would not have killed Ennis. If it hadn't been for Mel fighting for Charlie to to go with him, to be with him, uh, Mel wouldn't have died. If, uh, if, if, If Nick didn't care so much, he wouldn't be dead because she killed him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the the stadium falling, Madison dying. She knows all this, but and she can you could see her. And I didn't really real, realize that she she could have seen herself as being responsible for more than just Nick's death. Like, yeah, and, and the stadium practically, mm-hmm. but for everything technically. We it, it, she's literally kind of like. Um, What's her name from Troy? This is like the Trojan story. Oh, God. Like Achilles and, uh, or Achilles, rather. Depends on who you ask. Yeah, uh, they do. And Hector and all that stuff. Like, she's literally the lady of Troy, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they, they basically, it, it, it was more than just the stadium. I mean, they literally were kind of fighting over Charlie in a way, in some mm-hmm. ways. So, yeah, yeah. Gosh. And so why wouldn't she just be like, I gotta, uh, it's time to check out? Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she, she is definitely um, not doing very well. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point is where Alicia kind of sits her down and, you know, kind of uh, gives her a talking to, essentially. Right, right. Alicia does it in her own way. <laughs> she says, uh, I'm not letting you get away with leaving this world, basically. Right. Like, I'm not letting you take the easy way out. Right. There are just, there are no, she says something to the effect of there, there are no good reasons to move on. But, no. But I'm not, I'm just not going to let you get away with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the exact words that Charlie says to Alicia are, why? Why did you save me? Yeah. Now, I want you to focus on that because th- these words have appeared several times this season. Yeah. Naomi, mm-hmm. Strand has said it several times to Madison. Yeah. Why did you save me? In fact, who else said that? Didn't Alicia herself say it? Uh, I don't remember, but I will say it's not from Fear the Walking Dead. Somebody else said that to somebody who is on Fear the Walking Dead. Now, Morgan, Rick to Morgan. Ah, good point. Why did you save me? Mm-hmm. You could have, you know, you could have lived with your son and not brought me into your life, but why did you save me? It's interesting, huh? How that happens, yeah. how that works. Very interesting. Yeah, you know, this show is all about, <clears throat> sorry, this show is all about that theme. You know, yeah. Why did you save me? No, it's true. <laughs> It's just, it's interesting go to rake over every now and again. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that because, and I really literally said Victor Strand to Madison. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and literally the answer is no one's gone to till they're gone. Yeah. You know, it, over and over again, no one's gone till they're gone. 
And so basically it's saying no matter what you did, no matter what you do, you know, you're still here Mm -hmm. and that's what matters. And, and, and I'll get to more of that later on, but cause there's a bigger picture kind of ticket going on here. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and she said, and Alicia basically says, it's not because I forgive you. Cause that, that'd be just be an effing lie. Right. It would be a lie. Yeah. Nothing. It's not because she's anything special. And, um, it's basically, you have to live with what you've done Mm -hmm. either way, just like everybody else. So what's the point? You know, I might Mm -hmm. as well save you. Yep. You know, the sum total of whatever you do in this world ends up leading you to be a walker. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so you could do good, you could do bad, but as long as you're here, you're here. Yeah. You know, as long as you're a human, you're not a walker. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and so, yeah. And then, so, I mean, we could probably skip over some of the what they were saying about Leisha's background being California, yeah. the beach and all that stuff. The beach is yeah. the beach is only important in as much as as, you know, you know, mentioning California, mentioning that she lived kind of, you know, kind of like blowing her off saying, you know, did you live near a beach and all that stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Not that important. Well, yeah, it isn't. And then uh they go to sleep and then Charlie wakes up before Alicia and she she starts just scrambling to get all the photos. Yes. And she was I think she's kind of worried that they'll get lost in the Yeah. Know, Mm-hmm. Like a storm or whatever and again she's approached about it this is this is silly everybody's dead charlie um and um yeah at least just tries to stop her it's like what are you doing mm-hmm. and, and the sum total of what charlie says is that you know these were people maybe people are looking for her looking for them and, she, and the, the equivalent of no one's gone till they're gone yep you yeah. know, so we got to act like they are going to be here or they are here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think hearing that alicia kind of goes just do whatever you want it, it won't make you feel better but whatever she backs right. off yeah exactly and she then kind of tells her that's not gonna change anything but okay yeah and when she when when charlie comes downstairs though too you know alicia tries to give it another crack but in a different way mm-hmm. like basically answering why do you care and she goes i want you to know that when you know sometimes like when you're gone you're gone yeah you know sometimes that's it you know you're mm-hmm. dead it's over yeah and um and then charlie asks her the very important question of like why do you even care mm-hmm. yeah, what does it matter to you you don't care you shouldn't care what does it matter what i do i'm i garbage mm. you know and then just just as that happens that's when shit go cry yeah. <laughs> yeah the window breaks and this is when things start to really escalate yes yes and they scramble to the basement and then what was once like two inches of water is now like a, the height of dave yeah. <laughs> it's like four feet t- tall or something like four feet like up to their chest yeah and it's some serious water and once they get in the basement it, the door basically crashes in behind them because yes i don't know walkers whatever it is the, just the wind picks up yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so they can't get and they realize quickly that oh i can get out here oh wait no i can't i can get out here oh no i can't it's like mm-hmm. the cellar door the frosted uh, cubed crappy win- uh, windows and stuff like that so they realize oh shit we gonna die yeah. um but not <laughs> only that you th- you'd think they punch through the, the the ceiling above them but like they realize oh there are walkers out there that's not safe right i mean i gotta tell you that is a pretty scary circumstance especially because i mean if you want to talk about for me like the scariest potential final destination sort of possibilities that would be it suffocation uh, is like asphyxiation by drowning yeah or, yeah well, I, well, sorry drowning uh-huh. <laughs> asphyxiation by drowning uh, 
it's like every yeah abandoned. that is scary as hell for me i mean probably primarily because i can't swim but i think wait what are you can't swim i know i'm caribbean and i can't swim isn't that sad that is the saddest thing in america it is very sad i'm <laughs> actually going to take swimming lessons with the kids oh my god please do yeah no because it concerns me you know i, I shouldn't be too quick to judge only because i mean i grew up um like the first 11 years of my life in new jersey and it, we were all about the swim life were you really yeah 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 till i was 11 and then or 10 maybe and then uh yeah and then i moved to new york but i can easily see how somebody who living in new york wouldn't swim wouldn't yeah. be, have, have the means to to because i stopped swimming technically until high school again and then our high school happened to have a pool like, and oh, we yeah. learned life-saving classes too by the way so that was pretty cool that's awesome like yeah survival skills so you can see why the circumstances that alicia and charlie were in would make me very nervous yeah i, I, I got it yeah. yeah yeah like somebody did mention i don't know who it was but they mentioned there's like a goonies element to it in a way mm. like the way that, that they were in the water and Mm-hmm. It was just this weird. So at the end of the Goonies, they're in like this lagoon and stuff like that. And it just, there's that overall feel like, you know, I don't know. It, they, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. You're right. Like, it does have a feel. Yeah. It's just like when they, when they, when the door initially closed on Alicia and she kind of fell on Charlie and they mm-hmm. kind of got up from the, from being underwater and they were yeah. coughing. It just reminded me of how they were coughing when they, which is actually, was actually real. It wasn't scripted. Mm-hmm. So actually, let me take it back a notch because this is kind of funny. Uh-huh. In, the, in the Goonies, it basically revolves around the hidden treasure of One-Eyed Willie, right? Mm-hmm. And these kids are trying to find it in Astoria, like in the upper west, in the uh, northwestern part of the United States, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Astoria, mm-hmm. Washington, right? Mm-hmm. It's like so somehow uh, One-Eyed Willie from the Spanish Armada made it made his way to the northwest region of the United States. Okay, fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. So they eventually, spoiler alert, if nobody's watched The Goonies in what, 30 years or 30, 25 years or whatever, whatever it is, 30 mm-hmm, years, mm-hmm. Um, they find it. And so the way they find it is the kids are shot down these water slides, right? Mm. Like, like, you know, they're water slides to us, but in, in the movies, they're like these caves with water and they just kind of spill them out into this lagoon where the, the ship is hiding in this cave. Uh-huh. It's, so it's a lagoon inside a cave, this huge ass cave. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was Dick Donner uh, wanted to, and I think Steven Spielberg, so I don't know. Dick Donner had more of a, a hold on the on the production. So he wanted to surprise the kids. And so what it was, was the scene where they revealed the pirate ship, uh-huh. they had them facing the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And when they turned around for the first time, they they had, they literally, first of all, when they fell in, they, they didn't know what to expect. So they kind of were falling from like really like 40 feet high, 50 feet high from these like water slides with these exits, right? And so when they turn around also, mm-hmm. this is like the literally, first of all, they, they, they're getting in the pool, they're getting out of the so this lagoon and their their heads are coming above water for the first time so they are already shocked by that um but then they drop this this uh curtain and uh-huh. you know uh, obviously behind the scenes and then they turn around and they're seeing the pirate ship for, for the first time and it's like unscripted it's their real reaction that sort of thing mm-hmm. so it's i got i just that all that kind of came back to me when i saw like when i saw alicia just falling on Char- on charlie practically and they were getting up from the water and they're, they're like literally coughing because there's water in their lungs. Wow. And and I think that was also kind of like method. <laughs> so <laughs> it was that one moment where like, oh, this could get dangerous. Yeah. But then you actually see the behind the scenes. It's like a tank with this with these kind of set walls around it uh, within it. And it's, it's kind of it's really cool. But yeah, that's, that's pretty Sorry. cool. And, and it just somebody had mentioned that reference from the crew or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it, it came to me and then I had to kind of say why that is 
is kind of like the Goonies, the coughing when they get out from the water slides. It's just whatever. I can see that though. I see yeah. what you're saying. You should see the you should see the Goonies. It'll it'll bring out the kid in you. I know. The '80s kid. I know. It'll be like a nice throwback. That yeah. I that and Stranger Things. Of course, I'm trying to delay the inevitable. You know, which is like the, this really tough scene. Oh uh, yeah, that I I know that. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was heart wrenching, man. Like I felt it. I mean, credit to both women because their acting was very spot on, very yeah. very spot on, and very emotional. And you felt it. I mean, like I when when Charlie was talking about, you know, I don't want to die. Like I mean, that was that was real. I mean, it's like you're in this basement. You've got water coming, you know, rising. It's already you know up to your chest. You've got walkers, you know, above you. You can't can't you know get out of this i mean it's just you know she's basically you know just resigning herself to like you know i'm gonna die here like this is you we're not gonna make it out of here so you know what do it kill me right now because i don't want to turn because i don't want to go through that and also like you know i am i don't want to die like she said i'm afraid of dying you know so like you just just do it and put me out of my misery rather than go through you know the inevitable or what's coming or whatever, you know? Right, right, exactly. And, and exactly. you know, Alicia, Alicia tries to kind of, you know, you know, kind of telling her to shut her, to just shut up and not say these things. But, you know, she gets to a certain point that she's like, okay, fine. And she can't, you know, she goes right. through her head. You see sort of like a montage of like her thinking back to her mother and her brother and just all these different moments and the last days and of, well, the last moments of her brother's life and the last moments at the stadium, but she can't, she can't do it. Which by the way, they weren't in, originally intending to put in the episode these little flat memory flashes, like literal men- memory no? flashes. No, what um, Andrew Chambliss uh, says in Talking Dead, he basically says that because they they use the imagery that they used for Charlie's kind of imagining the beach thing, they kind of like wrestled and they said, "Wait, if we're gonna do this for Charlie, even just a limited way, why don't we do the same thing for Alicia? Mm-hmm. Let me let's let, let let's have her kind of try to try her best to." conjure up memories that would get her to hate Charlie. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that she flashes too much. So the first one she has obviously is of Nick doubling over, you know, shot in the chest, you know, blood's coming from his mouth. He can yeah. barely talk. So mm-hmm. there's that that memory. Then there's yeah. um hold on a second. Um yeah. Okay. And then Strand burning his hand trying to save Alicia. Mm-hmm. That's that memory. Then the oily walkers coming upon them. And then she sees like this flash of a good memory of Nick, you know, where they're just hanging. Yeah. Yeah, that was and nice. then yeah and then and then the last one was of Madison sacrificing herself and it's this mix that memory of her seeing Madison sacrificing herself mm-hmm. it's the it's that sadness mixed with you know this is what it's all about like dying for a greater purpose like trying mm-hmm. to sacrifice your life for something bigger than yourself yeah you know, my kids these are my mm-hmm. kids that's my mom mm-hmm. and and she can't do it yeah because then what was Madison dying for right mm-hmm. what 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 Morgan sees in her, what mm-hmm. Madison said on a theist tape. And and you see that in her face. She's like, I just can't do it. I can't allow myself to do it. I want to do it for you, but I can't. I can't yeah. because no one's gone till they're gone. This is what she was talking about. This is her life. This is what she's sacrificed her life for. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's so sorry. This is so very powerful. No, it's it is very very powerful. It is. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe they weren't going to use that montage. It's and I could easily see Alicia pull it off. Yeah, but, but having that little assisted nudge did not hurt. Yeah, it was nice to see um, Kim Dickens too. 
It was. Eve and Nick, actually. I thought it was. Yeah, me. yeah. Nick, too. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. A, no, no, I'm fine. I like Nick. Nick was a good wild card. Because I will tell you, like, I, I honestly, I, I still say it. I felt Nick's death more than I felt Carl's death. Yeah. I mean, I cried flat out. I cried. I thought it was beautifully done. And I thought it was very sad and unexpected. Whereas Carl's was like, okay. (laughs) Like you're looking at your watch. Exactly. I'm looking at my watch. Like, is this really going to happen now? I mean, you could die now. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a 90 minute episode. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like our podcast that time was, but no, actually, no, because of that, it took very, very little. We, We just said, oh, Carl wants you to, to make things better. Okay, cool. Right. Gotcha. Got you it. You can die now. Fine. All right, got it. Cool, Understood. cool story, bro. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it in the end. I mean, in no. the end, he did it, but only at the end. <laughs> only at the very end. Oh, boy. Oh, Carl. Poor Carl. Poor Carl. Anyway, so, yes. So she grabs Charlie by the hand, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and And she's just like, and, and that's that moment where she's kind of like, I'm resigned. There's just no way I can't do this because of my mom's sacrifice. It, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was for nothing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And and not so not only does she put the gun down, she's taking Charlie by the hand. It's just yeah. kind of like, I get it. I get you. Mm-hmm. This is the what, what it's about. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you're not one of them, the walkers, mm-hmm. you're one of us. Yeah. And we all have, sh- we all have stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have stuff that we have to get over. Yeah. So, and just as she takes her by the hand, there's like a couple seconds of a good squeeze and crash goes the cellar door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So explain the scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't necessarily sure what happened at first, but then you, upon second watch, you kind of realize, oh, okay, something basically like un, un, unlodged that basement door uh, latch. Right. Because you're watching this from a phone still. <laughs> a large phone. Okay. A large, a large phone. I'm sorry. A large phone. <laughs> I have to correct myself. Just saying. (laughs) And so, yeah. So basically like they see like, because they tried to open that kind of um, basement uh, door before and they could not. And so now the chains are around it. So now all of a sudden they they hear the noise. They see, wait a second. And Alicia, you know, swims underwater to get to that area and realizes that the door is now able to be open. So she gets Charlie to come over. They open the door and they make their way out um, into the darkness. And um, but they do see a walker approaching them, which Alicia shoots. And what Charlie points out is that it was the walker that was impaled. The right. walker that had that we've been seeing throughout the whole episode hanging off of this branch. It seems like the winds finally kind of knocked that branch down, and that walker on that branch was the key to basically allowing them to, to live. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a lot lot going on here too because yeah. there's there's two specific things one is that the very thing that charlie was trying to end her life with is what saved it is what saved her life and she says it and she says life. it mm-hmm. and the second thing is the gun that alicia alicia uses to put the walker down was mm-hmm. the same gun that she intend that charlie intended to shoot herself with right and and thus kind of and it's kind of like why why i wrote these two things down and i, re- and I kind of went backwards i'm like oh this makes so much sense she yeah. grabs charlie's hand because it's it's basically these two things going on at the same time mm-hmm. it's it's it once one's in real life and one is in concept is that as long as you're not them mm-hmm. the walkers you're us and yeah we, we've all 
done stuff. We just got to, mm-hmm. you have to live with it, move on and try to make something, just try to get everybody together and, and bring people in and all that stuff. So you know, no one's gone till they're gone. And so that just kind of brought it home to me, mm-hmm. you know, just you having these two mechanisms, this, this walker that was going to be used for suicide and the gun that was going to be used for suicide used being used to protect, Yeah, you know, so it's just so ugh, it's just, ugh, riddled with metaphor. It's a, yeah, there's a lot of metaphors. It's like an F ton, which I won't say. <laughs> this is a G rated show today. I know. It's very um, emotional. It's an emotional show. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes. And so, and I literally wrote this. It's the, oh yeah. <laughs> it's literally the equivalent of the blunt end for the living and the pointy one for the dead. So we're prioritizing. Mm-hmm. And it's also Rick's speech to everyone in the field, you know, at the end of all out war, you know, That's the true. dead are the enemy. There has mm-hmm. to be something after. It was like, it was like a mini all out war. Yeah, that is yeah. true. I, I like that there's, t- there, I, I like how these concepts, first of all, are kind of universal mm-hmm. for one thing, but it's also like you can really take it and, and say, okay, if they're not universal, <laughs> there's a concentration of these concepts in both Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead is like, there has to be something after. You right. know? It's us versus them, meaning living versus dead, mm-hmm. not each other. Right. It shouldn't right. be like that. Yeah. So I love this. I love how this they play with this still. So, so the very next scene, they're burying the family. Yes. Charlie retrieves Alicia's quote-unquote sword. Yeah, she does. Her sword. That's a, for all intents and purposes, that is her sword. Yep, yep. Her Michonne Katana. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Charlie asks why Alicia buried them. And what does Alicia say? For the, pe- for the people that could come back. Ah, uh, yeah. Didn't yeah. they put all the photos also in like a mason jar? Yeah, she does that a little bit after that scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's at this point, by the way, that the background music finally comes back. Yes, the, the storm, storm is over. over. The right. storm is over. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> you owe me a, a diet coke. There you go, diet coke. A, a coke zero. <laughs> As in no coke, bitch. Anyway, so um, abdicating the sword, Alicia gives the sword to um, Charlie mm-hmm. and tries to be do it the Madison way all the way. Um, yeah, so Charlie, so she says, Alicia says, you're good at finding things, right? And basically implying, can you find all the pictures that must have been blown away from this house collapsing in on itself? <laughs> <laughs> And they play. They put it in a mason jar, put it on top of the grave. Yeah. And then uh, Charlie says something to Alicia while she's turned around, and she says, "Basically, I see her in you. She's there." Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then I love it. And again, I love these things because mm-hmm. she says it. Alicia smiles, and then it, it's like one scene into another. Mm-hmm. Alicia slowly realizes, "Oh, I'm an asshole." Yeah, I abandoned Morgan. <laughs> I left him out in a freaking hurricane. I don't know what happened to Lucy. And Strand, like I basically just kind of like went off on my own without any just without any regard to how anybody else was doing. Literally, she finally woke up to that fact. Like it was one thing when they when she knew that they could handle it, but this mm-hmm. storm was beyond them, and all mm-hmm. she was thinking of was herself. Yeah, at the time. Mm-hmm. Damn, son. Ugh. And yep, Charlie pointing out she's good at finding things again, meaning we'll find them. We'll find them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put that crap to the test. Uh, <laughs> better find <laughs> like you're like they better find John Dory I'll yeah raise, I'll raise hell I'll I, raise hell I will raise hell I will unacceptable <laughs> like unacceptable redacted unacceptable. redacted unacceptable. I will redact this show <laughs> um, so they get to the man uh what actually no before they even do that they get in the car and then you have the scene oh this was a very beautiful scene I really so like you like that scene. I've heard people who did not like that scene really why because they, they didn't like really it? want want a Alicia to be kind of, you know, buddy buddy ish with I Charlie. Mean, listen. 
listen, I, I get that perspective also from the sense that it is the way it's hard to necessarily buy that Charlie was able to save Alicia and bring her into the house, you know, in the midst of a hurricane. It is also a bit of a tall order to say that, you know, Alicia is now going to befriend the person who murdered her brother and caused the demise of this home that they had worked so hard to build. Yeah, it is a little bit of a stretch. Not gonna, you know, say that it's not. Right. But at the same time, again, Charlie is a kid. She is a child, you know. Right. So right. I, I think that, and again, if she had some sort of evil intentions in mind, it'd be one thing. But it's like she doesn't. She, she, she doesn't, and she's not trying to purposely attack. You know, at any point, she could have tried to sneak up on Alicia or something. Or you know, she had a weapon. She didn't. She didn't use it on her. Like that's not her intention. Right. So I think Alicia kind of. Sees that and gets that, and they've kind of had that moment in the basement where now they've sort of, you know, moved yeah, on. Right, because when Charlie was was pleading with Alicia to end her, mm-hmm. and this is important because of the scene that's coming up, is that she she's like like hysterical. She mm-hmm. cannot take the fact that that she she would turn. She's like, mm-hmm. I saw my parents. We were supposed to go to to Galveston. We were supposed to go to the beach, mm-hmm. and it all turned. I saw them mm-hmm. turn before my very eyes. I didn't know. And it now, was real. She, and then. Now she can't even remember what her parents look like before like, that, and she yeah. wished she would have had a photo. Of yeah, them. yes, and and so it's these two things. So it's it's the fact that like she'll she'll she she wants to be able to even through books try to remember what they look like, but every time she does, she remembers what they turned into, right? Right. And so, by the way, and that and with the photos that they're putting on the graves, it becomes very clear. And then what she mentions before, like on the on the dinner table, she says, "I wish I had a photo of them." Mm-hmm. And so it really starts to become clear, like. It's not immediately clear, but it's kind Mm -hmm. of like she does the photo thing because of what she's feeling. She's like, I'm sure that if I saw if I saw my loved ones turn or if I've seen what I've seen, it it would probably be hard for me to remember what they look like if I saw them, first of all, as dead corpses in front of their house. Right, Alicia? Right? Yeah. So so she gathers the photos because it's kind of like I want to give them something so that they can put in their pockets and say, I will remember. I will choose to remember them this way. And it goes back to her because she will never be like in her mind, obviously, because she's a kid Mm -hmm. kids, you know, (laughs) they just don't, again, they think of the now, they don't know that things can be okay. Yeah. And, um, which is huge by the way, how they were able to capture that and, and and make that a thing like to, to kind of evoke that. But yeah. So what I was going to say was, yeah, it's, it's, um, she's thinking she's never going to see her parents, like the image of what her, she perceived her parents to be before the whole thing changed. And that's, that's why she expresses it in that way. And it's just crazy. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. And so when Alicia's doing that um, Jedi mind trick, <laughs> this kind of like borderline hypnosis, I'm taking you back, I'm taking you back to the beach, the, what you think is the beach, you smell mm-hmm. the salt, that's that thing. And then Charlie has a moment and uh, you can explain that moment. You know, she kind of gets transported. <laughs> she, and I'll let you handle that one. No, yes. she kind of gets You're transported um, via Alicia's sort of like, you know, it's kind of a fair assessment to say hypnosis. Like she kind of does sort of lull her into this state where she can envision the water, she can envision her feet in the water, but most importantly, for whatever reason, the description and, and, and thinking about it allows her to be able to see herself, you know, the way that... Um, she reads that, her books. 
and, and and also the way that Alicia talked about, like you know, standing on the edge and and looking back, and and that's what she does. Like she she looks back, and now she can see her parents. She can see them clearly the way that she intended to always see them. Yeah, and and that I was don't a think in the stomach, man. Yeah, and Alicia, I don't think Alicia thought that that's what was going to happen too. Like I don't no. think she thought she would get that out of her. And I think yeah. for all the failures that she's been having recently, and this was probably her the biggest when anyone could probably ever really hope for it to mm-hmm. kind of befriend your enemy in a weird way yeah not not really your enemy like who is your enemy in the apocalypse really when you think about it well you have to kind of have the greater the bigger picture in mind and say like you know we there is a common enemy and the common enemy is the common threat is what it is right but otherwise right. we should all be trying to help each other because we're all we have left in this world right 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 exactly and so why not I mean all this kid was trying to do was I mean she doesn't have parents no she doesn't have the, her brothers quote unquote Ennis mm-hmm. and Mel mm-hmm. done gone yeah saw them killed before her ba- very eyes right. by the way yeah. both of them both of them oh yeah. that's horrifying I didn't even think of that until just now like I just realized she saw her parents die in front of her or at least turn mm-hmm. uh, she saw her brother well Ennis she saw Mel die mm-hmm. she saw all the all those people all the vultures who took care of her mm-hmm. that's crazy man yeah. does it um, what was I gonna say? Do you get a bit of a throwback to Enid a little bit? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, because Enid was really young too. So was Carl. I kind of forget how young she was totally when they did. when they first introduced her, and she had a not the same backstory, but obviously, like she, you, I think that they alluded to the fact that she also saw her parents or her family kind of, you know, get consumed and turn and all of that, and she was kind of living off the land on her own for a little bit before she finally you know came across civilization essentially yeah well by the way I'm so glad you brought that up because I was going to bring this up in in the uh, one of the other prior episodes uh, probably the ramp up but I actually came across something regarding Enid not mm-hmm. not about the show to come but mm-hmm. uh, they had basically filmed a scene with Stephen Yun as Glenn okay like a scene that was ultimately deleted I was trying to get the scene mm-hmm. uh, but I, I mean I was watching it over my phone so I guess either the video would didn't load or whatever it was but it's like a delete scene and it basically goes it's 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 Glenn and Enid and she's basically explaining this backstory this um seeing her family die and her mainly to explain the fact that when she was when they were trying to survive her dad was trying to impart on her to do certain things and she was just kind of rebellious and mm-hmm. you know either like oh he's so corny why you're always trying to control things mm-hmm. you know okay whatever dad this and before the apocalypse during the apocalypse she was this way and then she realizes that you know the like how much she regrets having done that and when it comes to Glenn and, and Maggie and all that stuff like she's kind of like I don't want to do that again with you guys and it's a deleted scene but she says I got so much from that scene in how I'm supposed to be in season 9 though mm-hmm. like how I, how I'm supposed to lean in this is a girl who just wants parents who wants right. a father and mother figure so I just I'm glad you brought that up because now I could say it no <laughs> so it, did, it, it, it did definitely give me throwback um, feelings to Enid, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you guys find that, uh, if you guys find that clip or that article, it's a worthwhile read. You really get into into what's her name's head, uh, Enid's head. Also, the uh, Caitlin Nacon. That's what I was trying to remember. Like her thought process in terms of how she builds her character. Mm. So it's cool. It's really cool. Hmm, so look at that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we see that the mansion is trashed. And you know why that mansion is trashed? 
Because Luciana left the door open. Luciana left the fucking door open. <laughs> like we talked about this last time, and that was one of the things I noticed immediately. I'm like, what? Can we shut the door behind us, please? Yeah. Oh, it's just a waste of a good compound. I mean, really? Come on, man. You don't come across like estates like that very often. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, no. Oh man, yeah, you're so funny. That's and, and it's it's true. It's true. It's Screw immediately that. what I thought of. I was what like, what are you doing, oh. Luciana? Come on, man. Close the door. You ain't gonna live forever. I mean, like, jeez. This ain't no Highlander. Oh, God. <laughs> so so that was that was very frustrating to see that it's just just filled with debris and crap and just ugh, yeah. squalor. I love that. The only thing I like about it, that scene is that how um, how Charlie screams out Luciana's name, Lucy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, she wasn't talking before and like, what yeah. do you want? And it's like, she can finally talk and tell her how she feels about her and all that stuff. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because you never know. I don't know if the rest of them are going to come to the same kind of conclusions. Right. Um, Good point. Yeah, see, uh, we have more to face don't we yeah uh, i hope i hope we have more to face <laughs> yeah i think so tip of the um, iceberg yeah and then eventually they come to the bridge right and see the school well, they, bus they, over. they first oh, see morgan's thing yeah i was gonna say before they even get that they see morgan's um his little wagon yeah <laughs> covered they, wagon what? well not anymore uh, i mean yeah, they uncovered see, wagon they see that it's uh kind of stripped from like the um from its like skeletal base basically yeah that's right that's right um and then eventually they come across the bridge and they see the overturned school bus um and you know start thinking about john dory and june of course right. and from charlie's perspective she's like we gotta go find them we gotta go find them and make sure they're okay right alicia's kind of resigned herself to the fact that now they're all gone none of them survived <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know 100% that she's there, but I think she's practical. So what I wrote down was that I think this is where we start to see the polarization. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've kind of seen it throughout the episode, but now... Uh, there, and there's reasons for it, right? So Charlie's starting to take on the role of Madison. And I think that Alicia recognizes that Charlie gets the spirit of Madison. Mm-hmm. She, she picked up something without all the noise of growing up. So mm-hmm. she's still got that innocence. She can still learn really quickly. Mm-hmm. But this is a good way to live. Yeah. See, kids aren't all that bad, right? The kids are all right. The kids are all right. <laughs> yes, the kids are all right. Yeah. So then there's the other part, though, that Alicia realizes and she takes the sword again to take down that um, kind of... Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she realizes that she has to take on this thing, the, mm-hmm. the practical person to be the protector mama bear person for yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why they're able to be those people is because of what they went through together. Like, I think that there's an understanding there. Like, I can rely on you to be Madison and you can rely on me to be the survivor and together we'll make it through this. Yeah. And I think that's more of Alicia's angle. Like, of course we're going to try to find them, but I, but she says something very important and this, this, this is all implication and she says um yeah it's things are always going to get worse and they're going to keep getting worse until you're not around to see how bad they can get you know so she's 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 uh admitting to kind of certain realities and it she's not wrong she's not wrong in that no you know so so she's absolutely 100 percent right but you can still within that framework still be no one's gone till they're gone you can still they could be both things and i think that's what 
mini Alicia and and um, regular sized Alicia are right now. Mm -hmm. They're kind mm -hmm. of being these this kind of hybrid Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing. But yes. reverse. So now here's the interesting thing. And when I watched this, I saw this and it was like this flash, right? They're looking okay. at the at the bus and they, they're about to and they see they notice that the walker and they know it's flipped over and, and mm -hmm. it's this one shot where Alicia's looking kind of like through, through the slits of her eyes and Charlie's looking out as well. So mm -hmm. like Alicia's kind of got that cynical look and they're both facing the same direction it's kind of a profile shot like a headshot mm -hmm. in, an, in a flash i saw two images in my head i was like oh shit is this kind of does this kind of looks like what michael's satrazemus might envision the birth of alpha and lydia like i got this impression right away okay like, like could this have been like you know if i was to do alpha and lydia honestly that's, that's a that's a very good point i would I would totally think that if they hadn't already casted Alpha. Well, yeah, it, no, of course. No, no, I mean, no, that's that's all I'm saying. But I'm but I'm saying that like that would this would have been like personally a perfect segue to do it as far as I'm concerned. I still wish they would have gone that route rather than cast a whole new person altogether. Right, but, right. You know, I do, I, I, I do enjoy the idea of, and again, that every time you say it, it's like rape. But <laughs> I do have this interesting. I can see it more with Alicia than I can with Madison. Yes. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then seeing the two together, looking in the same direction in that one profile headshot thing, mm -hmm. I saw that. But I did see something else as well. Mm -hmm. And that was in the very same, like a second later, I was like, oh, are we seeing like, like a Rick and Carl pair? Could be. Where Carl is advocating, too. you know, for something after and Rick is kind of like, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So there's this kind of like... You know, like father, son, mother, daughter kind of thing going right. on. Right. It's in just in the shot. Mm -hmm. Fucking Satrazemus. He's like, he got me. He got you, man. It's so deliberate. And I at this is the question that I asked him. It's like, I don't know if you were envisioning this, but you, you tend to shoot things in a deliberate way. Mm -hmm. You need to look at this shot. You need to just right after they see the bus, slow it down, whatever you need to do. But it's this shot and it's just, just them looking in the same direction. And you're yeah. like, oh, they're a pair. Oh, mm -hmm. wait, what if? And then you go, oh, wait, this is kind of simple. This is like the Rick and Carl pair. This is like the mm -hmm. cynical adult and the and the progressive looking child. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and that's why I messaged him. And I was hoping I'd get an answer, but my phone's in the other room charging. So, uh, you know. Oh, well. You never know. But I hope he does answer me and I will update people. Maybe. Mm, actually, I don't know. You're like, I don't know anymore. Hmm. I think it'll just be between you and I, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Depending, confidential. Depending. I might say it on the show. I don't know if I tweet it out to the internet or something. Mm. That that's kind of stupid. That's like that's like kind of like that's like giving the milk for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like why buy the cow when you could? Why listen to the podcast when uh, they're gonna give the milk for free? Yeah. So pretty much. <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't give up every, Don't give up everything. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I'll write it in the notes for next week. But already. Uh. So that's good. Now sneak peeks are crazy. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz. Crazy. Okay. Because it's gonna be like a, is this gonna be like another Morgan here is not here kind of episode i i i don't know i i'm i'm not sure because this is a new morgan we're dealing with now mm -hmm. you know we're dealing with a morgan who's m way more self-aware like like morgan post eastman that was pretty zen but you could tell eh, there's something fishy going on here but this there's morgan, a lot under the surface <laughs> there, 
I, it's a thin veneer of Zen. It's but here, this Morgan, this Morgan is the real deal. This mm-hmm. Morgan is self-aware Morgan, and and it seems like he's just gonna have this Alicia test too. I think the, these characters look like they're gonna be put through some really. They're gonna be confronted with some real tests, real tests. Yeah. And I'm starting to understand what the back half is gonna be all about. It's really gonna push them to embrace, to live up to these principles. You know, Morgan has to live up to friendship and family, and and yeah, and being a part of the world and all that stuff and he's got a and it's kind of like the the code that he's going to have to live by and realize oh this is the way to be you mm-hmm. know my mm-hmm. old ways my old habits ain't going to happen yeah oh and that explains the Dr. Dog song from the from the do you remember the the little trailers that they were playing for the beginning of season 4 yes that kind of 60s sounding song yeah yeah the song's called my old ways Okay. Well, and it's going to be playing to the edit version of the song of this podcast if I can get around to it because I'm going on vacation this weekend. <laughs> Actually, in a couple hours. Oh my god! Yeah, you need to get some rust, dude. I have to pack too. <laughs> you one of those people? Yep. You see how much I love you guys? Uh, you're you're dedicated. You're dedicated. Your dedication knows show. no boundaries. I love this podcast. What I know. Can I, say? I, I do too. I do too. What can I say? Okay. I will do. We wouldn't be up at this time of night if that were not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would do inappropriate things to get things done for this show. In a, well, okay. I shouldn't have phrased it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, you're making Inappro- it sound like you turn tricks for this. I mean, show. staying up late is not inappropriate. I mean, unless. Yeah. You have to wake up early f- to be at a client. That's inappropriate. Anyway, uh, it's uh, not. It's not. It's ill-advised. I'll do ill-advised. Ill-advised. Never mind. I'm done. Ill-advised. That's <laughs> ill-advised doesn't word. sound much better. But anyways, in the sneak peek, we see Morgan. Uh, so we have two sneak peeks, and luckily, mm-hmm. the Talking Dead one kind of wraps into the uh, the next week's sneak peeks that they have at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the one where Morgan is at, he thinks he's in Mississippi because of the semi he's been hiding in. Mm. Like he had to hide out from the storm, and it seems as though the truck was mobile and took him somewhere. Man, Morgan is just always on the run. So he couldn't go back to Alexandria, but he can't get back to his people. I think that's going to be part of this episode too who does he run to maybe once this is all over like who does he go to maybe that's does, the new group yeah does he go to the new group or the old group right mm-hmm. right now that he's in the middle of nowhere that's that could be very interesting but meanwhile stuff is happening to him next week he is he frees a condemned man it looks like mm-hmm like this guy was put out in the middle of the field with a, with a hood on his head and a bunch of walkers are about to get him and he seems to free the guy but the guy is shady because mm. you see in the next scene that Morgan's tied up and this mm. guy uh, throws him over this cliff or whatever with this underpass mm. and he's still tied up but seems to be able to get up and there's walkers in the underpass and they're trying to get Morgan and this guy's kind of responsible for it. Mm. So that made me nervous. <laughs> yeah. And then we finally get to see Mo Collins and she says that that line, man, which she's been saying on Instagram, she's like, if you can't protect what's yours, it ain't yours. And I was thinking immediately, what does that remind you of? If you can't protect what's yours, this is not yours. Negan? Close. Uh, we mentioned the road to this place. And Terminus. Dis- yeah. And we discovered these people. The claimers. Claimed. Boom. <laughs> Doesn't that remind you of that? If you can't it protect what's it's not yours. Claimed. It does. Claimed. There you go. A lot of people 
really like that little um, red machete. Emmy uh, nominated. I know. But you know what? Of all of the, the little uh, small, uh, I don't know what you would call them, really. Easter eggs? Or- no, well, the little series, those, those little commercial series that they've been doing, and I don't know what you would call them, to be honest. I guess they're called minisodes or webisodes. Yeah, minisodes, webisodes. Like, the most recent one was the best with the claimers. I was like, it's yeah. Joe with the claimers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got better every year. Like, I know I mentioned the one last week with the, uh, it was called Flight something, Flight 457 yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Thing, or I think the flight number was also like a nod to Lost, by the way. I could see that. You know, I I, I see distinctly remember it was like fly, flight four fifteen or something like that, or six mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. or other. But um, but yeah, that was a nod to that. And then and and I was just and I know I mentioned it last week, and I was just kind of all about it. But I thought that was such a clever device to bring the person that was on the plane on the show and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of I was pleased with the the last one as well, like how it, how the way in which it tied into the show. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, the red machete that ultimately slaughtered, <laughs> slaughtered oh, <God>. Terminus. <laughs> I know. Uh, like Gareth and all that. But yeah, I guess that's great. Who didn't but like that? Biden's- we all did. <laughs> um, yes. And then we have Daryl Mitchell with a shotgun pointed at Morgan's head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Morgan's tied up. And he's kind of like, hey, can you put that down? And he goes, sure. Sure thing. <laughs> and lowers it to his... We talked about this already, but you yeah. know. It's just like I, I am I'm sincerely going to enjoy, enjoy some of this um comic relief. Yes. Just this light comic mm-hmm. relief. Just I mean, amidst all this craziness and then dealing with Morgan's crazy, possibly him coming out the other side to even better Morgan. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. assuming, but we don't know. We don't know, yeah. This show can I think it's due a right turn or a sudden left turn. Ugh. And I don't I am not gonna enjoy it, but I hope it's not Morgan. I hope it's not anybody. I'm really liking these characters, all of them. I, I I am too. I don't. I don't want there to be any sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so that's that's really all I got to be honest. Yeah. No. I think. Like well, I said, I, I love that we spent so much time on this episode. I I know it's a drag. I know it's like a, a a thing to go through, and it's definitely something that people should watch. Yeah. But that's why we're talking about it for that reason. I can't. I I don't remember the last time I felt so passionately about an episode. To be honest, I I mean season eight. I know we covered it. We made mm-hmm. some really good observations. Mm-hmm. But I I just I don't think we've ever covered aside from maybe the John the, the June and John Dory episode. I forget what that one's mm-hmm. called though. But I think it was called Laura. Yes, it was called Laura right you're right i love that episode that's why. but i love this episode in a similar way but i definitely think it's better no i would agree i mean the, the episode laura was i i loved it for different reasons whereas like this was this is definitely more of a compelling episode for sure yeah the stakes were higher you know what mm-hmm. i mean so yeah. i mean i loved it in the same way because I, I made almost the same observations i except i kind of went more gaga <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's the stakes are way higher, the tension's way higher. It's ratcheted up like like to a million. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's negativity bias. We're human beings. We like we like we 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 get like more adrenaline out of fear and, and fear, The Walking Dead, and yeah. um and 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 tension and anxiety. Yeah. And then once that's gone, you feel this ru- this crazy rush of endorphins because mm-hmm. it's like you've been through something. Yeah, and that's what this episode was close your eyes which again could sound scary (laughs) or it could be like close your eyes or it could be like this close your eyes back to the monster (laughs) race (sighs) yeah i guess it wasn't that bad of an opener (laughs) 
I'm sorry. See, Carol has headphones on right now, and she's probably hearing me the clearest anyone is going to be hearing this right now. Uh, live, probably not as great. Recorded and edited, not that great at all. But now, she's getting the brunt of it, so It's I'm authentic. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate the authenticity. Yeah. I'm authentically scary. <laughs> you keep it real. Gabriel real son that's all i'm saying on this show um i what a i feel like i just ran a marathon i just feel so great it was great and i mean we've got morgan episodes in my opinion are usually always top caliber episodes so yeah i think uh next week's gonna be my hope is that it'll be a pretty good episode yeah and uh i think this is the one that um coleman domingo is directing next week I'm oh, not 100% okay. certain, but yeah. Look it up, son. Oh, I <laughs> not, not now, not now. Get some sleep. I know. <laughs> and, and you get some rest because you have a flight to catch. Yeah, I'm heading down to San Fran. Down. Yeah, enjoy. Have yeah. you been there before? I have several oh, times. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's old hack in me. <laughs> okay, so I don't have to make recommendations or things. Oh, like no, that. feel free. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And so what I think we're going to, what we're going to do with this week is maybe just leave the live shows as is. Yeah. I don't, it's, we'd have to catch up too much to no. try to edit this one one so the only thing that the extent of what i'm going to be doing with it with this show is probably just posting the live audio and then just pray to the heavens <laughs> and, and that people don't you know find it offensive it's not it's really i feel like we may i, I may give that a try work a little less hard and see see where it goes you i think know, that, i think you know what i think that's on par because i think that's Personally, to me, I think that doing it this way is just off the cuff, just what it is, is what we're talking about, this is how we feel, take it or leave it, come at me. There you go. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Sorry. No, that was my... Did that right? I just did that right into the mic. I totally didn't expect you to go there. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I think you're right. And I think there's something to natural speak. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, and I, this definitely has been on my mind. It's the idea of, is it better to have a podcast on that has the natural way of, that people speak? Sometimes the fumblings make more sense than when they're edited. And then there's, I, there's even the way that people listen to things in the background, right? I, when they listen to podcasts. I honestly, I will tell you, in my opinion, there I had there was a Walking Dead podcast that isn't is no longer on anymore, um, but mm-hmm. it used to be. And Damn, why? It, I think they just got overloaded with too many things that they were reviewing. They were taking on like the time just they just don't have the bandwidth to cover as much as they want to. That's really so, sad. Okay. I know. But their Walking Dead podcasts, I were was among one of my favorites, and it was mostly because first of all, they were not short. Their podcasts were generally like an hour and a half. You know, maybe oh god, ours can get long. <laughs> you know, like between two hours and an hour and a half, I would say. And oh. it was just conversation. It was a conversation between the two co-hosts, and they were hilariously offensive in the oh, things what? that they would really? say. Well, offensive in the sense that there was, I, I wasn't personally offended, but I'm just saying that there were things that they would say were very, you know, it was, you know, obviously sometimes you're, you're not using the nicest language, but like it is. PC offensive or like curse words offensive? Curse words, I get curse words offensive, but I mean, they were just, but to me, I thought they were hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought it was the most honest, hilarious, you know, commentary on some of these episodes, especially because some of the things that they said were, you know, I mean, it was true. They were right. (laughs) 
you know, and it just needs to be said. Somebody has to be the one to say it. And so I, I thought it was, it, it, as a matter of fact, I, I will probably send you some of the older, you know, I'll send you a link to some of their older episodes. Because like I said, they don't cover Walking Dead anymore, but they did in the past. And it was, I thought they, was, I thought they were funny personally. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, well, you know, let's, me- you know, what is it called? And then I'll put it in the, in the uh, episode description when I get around to it. It was the, the, the their, um, their brand was called LSG Media, I want to say. And okay. They cover a lot of different science fiction. Okay. Um, and I think that they stopped. I don't think that they covered this past season. I don't okay. Think they did. I think you're saying um, not the Walking Dead last season. Yeah. Definitely not Fear. Definitely not Fear. And Walking Dead, I don't. They didn't cover last season. I think that they stopped at the end of seasons. Yeah, at the end of season seven, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't blame them. But yeah. <laughs> I know season seven was tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, having gotten through that, probably for them, it's like, do we really want to put ourselves through this again? And right. Spoiler right. alert! It was kind of like that again. It, it was. It was rough. It was rough. Except they gave you like a, a little victory, and before they club you over the head. Right. Right. But I, I will tell you. I mean, it was funny, and then, like I said, it was just a conversation. It really yeah. was just a conversation. But I appreciate it. I appreciate that though. With all the tangents and stuff too, right? With tangents, with like, I mean, that's why it would be an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> see what you're saying i mean it was just hey we're gonna talk about this yeah yeah maybe we'll take a little bit more relaxed stance you know what here's the thing and just to give it just to give it to the fans it's kind of Uh like there's there's something to i think what i what we were trying to do in my mind was kind of like let's give people as like everything that we've got right out the gate Mm -hmm. if we're gonna make this public now let's say like i know that the first podcast is like kind of like dipping our toe in the water right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no website yet yeah just a soundcloud account Mm -hmm couple of social media accounts fine Mm -hmm. but every like that first week fine i had some really really good ideas and then i said okay let's do that then we didn't even put things on youtube until like i think the fourth episode and then so with every episode every week and obviously i wanted to edit because i just first of all i just wanted to get my editing chops up (laughs) i'm really i'm really good at it i mean if you hear the episodes right now and the differences in quality between the first episode and in and now like i can cut things up to where you would never know that i flubbed and mm-hmm. I flub a lot. You and me, mm-hmm. you know the way I talk. Just but when you hear the podcast, it's like you wouldn't. You no. thought everything I thought was clear. Yeah, you know, no, not absolutely. more than clear. But uh, but what I did, I every week I just wanted to give more and more and more to the podcast in terms of just increasing the quality. You know, maximizing reach, uh, mm-hmm. putting the right keywords in, giving episode descriptions, making things reach. You know, linkable and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and just really just impo- improving the visuals on the YouTube's YouTube videos and stuff like that, and. Mm-hmm. And subtle tweaks to even just the the first sixteen episodes, just it, giving different background music to different to different series. I even did a whole new visual for episode twenty four in light of it being like in between fear and in between like The Walking Dead. So I gave it a purple color on the text instead of blue or red or you mm-hmm. know. So there's things like that, and it's kind of like I just continually want to give more to the show, but maybe less is more. <laughs> Think, no, <laughs> Maybe I, what you're I, saying is right. Not even less. I just think like the natural, just sort of yeah, like natural yeah. ebb and flow of a conversation. Like, because for me, I will tell you.
tell you that for me personally, beyond just Walking Dead, because I listen to podcasts for you know different things too, just in general. And some of my favorite ones are ones that are just it's just the conversation between like the, the and then and just the, the back and forth between the two co-hosts on whatever it is that they're talking about. And I can just sort of like sit and just sort of like be a fly on the wall to that conversation. And it's there's something comforting about that, and there's just something that very much is relaxing, and I can just kind of ease into that conversation and just sort of okay, this is what we're talking about. All right, interesting. You know, like it just it just makes you feel very much included as part of what is being discussed. You know, right. for and me, you, and you don't have to worry about too much about maybe getting back on track, and as yeah. long as everybody's enjoying themselves. And I, that's the thing when I edit the show, I I feel like sometimes I have to cut that stuff out, right? Only, and only because of like other people and those considerations. And I feel like <laughs> honestly, it's it's remember how we were just kind of like giving the middle finger to the, to the live streamers and all that yeah. stuff because it's true mm-hmm. it, it feels like a lot of the time it's for us <laughs> so <laughs> when we get to talking we go on tangents that's a lot of that's just for me and you and that's kind of great and then it allows yeah. us to kind of springboard really springy into like other topics mm-hmm. because then now we have mojo we have more mojo because we went onto a tangent and we got to yeah. exercise some demons and stuff like that so exactly you know so but maybe maybe that's something people want and i would right. really like i would love to hear what, what other people think yeah yeah because i was like, like okay you're finishing my sentence because like you're thinking the same thing i'm thinking exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I, I am wondering about that i do i would like to put it to the crowd not like in terms of making a decision but either i would like to know feedback you know just for my own self at mm-hmm. least you know yeah get to get a consensus exactly. doesn't have to change our minds it's but we'll see back. yeah just just lean back yeah. lean back absolutely this is an evolution it's been an evolution it's going to continue to evolve yeah two steps actually let's let's put it this way it's like 12 steps forward one step back <laughs> Right, you know, because it's like it's and it's trial and error. Yeah, it, it seriously is. I mean, knowing what works and what doesn't work. Look at this. Look at what we've done in three mm. live episodes. We've upped our game substantially. I know. I, I'm so. I mean, no disrespect for for fear, but I am so amped for when Walking Dead comes back because I feel like by the time we get to October, I can't imagine where we're gonna be. <laughs> I, I, in in a way, I'm I'm kind of glad that fear's there because it's yeah, like, I know it's it is. It's a good transition. I I, I want. I don't even know if it's that it's kind of like what and this is kind of tied to the episode mm-hmm. or, or this um this part of season four of fear the walking dead but it's mm-hmm. this theme where what kind of people are you and i carol and dave going mm-hmm. to be at the end of fear the walking dead and in what light are we going to be or what perspective are we going to have once fear the walking dead season four is done when we start looking at the walking dead season nine who are we going to be when we start analyzing these shows because that's how mm-hmm. i feel about fear the walking dead right now mm-hmm. that excites me it- and then season nine excites me more, you know? Isn't that crazy? Like this 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 season of fear is just I I'm trying not to sound like a new age kind of asshole, but it's kind of weirdly life affirming. Life affirming. Okay, I, it does sound a little much. It is a good way to look at post apocalyptic shows. Yeah, it, it takes some of those themes that, that are in The Walking Dead and then it, it condenses it in a weird way. Kind of like like we were saying, a mini all out war in some of these episodes. Who am I after this tragedy? That that sort of thing. Yeah. 
then the characters on fear seem to go through some of these things way faster. They like it's like as if the Walking Dead universe has learned from s- season seven and eight's mistakes. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they kind of go through things a lot faster, but they go through more things. Yeah. I think that's just my opinion. They go through more things in a short amount of time. They acknowledge certain things that the, the that the main show may not have acknowledged, like some like tragedies that just hang around. Except for Maggie, that shit was real. <laughs> At the end of it, you didn't know. That's that was the thing about that scene that last scene in the meadow with maggie you didn't know until it just erupted i know and that was and it got you right like you you were like oh my god oh my god she was going through this the whole time it did i didn't really fully realize it i mean you you know but you don't yeah yeah you knew but like you didn't know how bad Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. how, how bad she felt Oh my God, look at this. Carol. Yes. We're, like we're at the point where we should say goodbye and yet we're so fired up. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to channel my energy. I'm going to channel my Morgan, chakras. For a Morgan episode this weekend. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so great. I can't wait for it. I'm always hopeful when it's Morgan. Yeah. You know what? Your responsibility for Sunday now is to watch it live. I will. No, I will. I will. Cause it's Do you Morgan. know why? Because I won't be able to. I know you're not. You're not. <laughs> That's fine. I'm gonna uh, watch it live. It's a Morgan episode. It's like I'm. It's like yeah. It's like this weird feeling. By the way, I mm-hmm. feel like I'm cheating on my wife in a weird way. Like. <laughs> No, hear me out. I have to get through this because if I leave it there, it's going to sound awful. But I, it's like, I'm going to be away with my wife, but I'm going to be thinking of you. My wonderful podcast. Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> How awful is that? That's crazy. No, I mean, listen, I, 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 I am guilty of similar when Walking Dead is, when Walking Dead specifically is back on, there are times where like my husband is trying to have a conversation with me and I'm like, no, 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 we can't talk right now. Or like sex. I, I need to be completely 150% focused on what's going on in front of me right now. The door is closed to my children. I'm like, mommy will be out in two hours. Two hours. That's all I ask for. It's it. A lot, a lot can happen too. Well, it, it is a lot. Thank and God for you, my mother. You've had several seasons too to test this, and it's kind of like I can't imagine all the things that kind of went wrong that you didn't know about that they probably resolved. Oh by yeah. Themselves. I mean, I'm on the other side of the door, so it's like I'll pop out during commercials. You know. <laughs> probably. I mean, but no. I mean, come on, man. It's like two to hours. To do the quick pee and all that. That's all I ask. Two hours a week. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, you and and just so that everybody knows that's not listening. Uh, <laughs> like I I cannot see you right now. See, not you right now, but everybody should know that that Carol will miss like recordings because she's just so in on her kids and she's I all know. about the kid life. She's all about the work life. She works hard, plays hard, family's hard. I know everything. You know? It's I, I feel like there was a certain point in my life when I first moved down here and I was like trying to find things to do and now i'm like where at what point was i ever bored i'm like there was like no time for anything it's like my 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 time is at a premium man i don't know about you but i think we live pretty full lives uh, well i'll tell you right now it's 2 40 in the morning and i am i have to leave at seven in the morning tomorrow to, to make a plane not, not tomorrow like later oh, sorry in a few later hours morning. <laughs> my bad <laughs> Five and a half hours, is it? Yeah? No, oh, less. God. Four and a half. Four, and, four hours and 20 minutes. I've learned to do without sleep. Or, or I've learned to do with less little sleep. sleep. Yeah. Oh, man. I but pretend. It, at least you have a long flight. You can sleep on the flight. Let's just put it this way. I've gotten real crafty. <laughs> 
with the things that I can do to get out of trouble as a result of this podcast, actually, mostly oh, in my, my shenanigans, but mostly my shenanigans. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's it, it's it's uh, we're making confessions on Squawking Dead today. I, I know you know, it's, it's not just podcasts. It's, it's, it's a therapeutic session also for us. <laughs> To, yeah. to get out our, our, our thoughts and views. To feel real passionate about something, to be really into something and, and just go and ham on it, even though we we try to express ourselves well enough, you know? Yeah, I think so. I was explaining yeah. to somebody, I think at, at work last week, and they were just sort of asking me, they're like, well, how do you... Because I think we had to do one of those, like, go around the room, like, tell us three things that we don't know about you, you know, those kind of like icebreakers. Really, bitch? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm rolling my eyes as we speak, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like you have this cynical New Yorker down here in sunny Florida. So the, these kind of things and exercises, you know, okay. Team building. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are we going to do trust falls next? Okay. But, oh, God. and I have done those. I have. Um, but yeah, you had to go around and three things that people don't know about you or whatever. And so I mentioned in the podcast <laughs> and it was so funny because people just are like how do you find the time and um you know what's it about and i'm like well you know like just joyous kind of side stuff you know post-apocalyptic horror you know the usual the usual <laughs> state in crisis you know people that don't know who they are anymore just you know just just happy-go-lucky stuff <laughs> it's hard to explain this honestly i i try to all the time and i kind of just leave it less is more and then if they have questions about it i'll answer at maybe, this point Maybe it's tough. It also probably depends on your audience too, because I find that people are very fascinated when I tell them because I'm in a field that is so completely different from this, and and the crowd is so completely different than your typical science fiction comic book, you know, sort of you know fandom, I guess. That yeah. they're actually just very fascinated by the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially when you dig in on the level that we're digging in. Like right. We, and that, that's the thing I've always liked about the show is that it's accessible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's a human element that everybody can relate to. It's yeah. not like a, it's not a zombie or as your mother would say, the monster, monster show. show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, exactly. It's like it's way more than that. Yeah, way, way, way more than mm-hmm. that. So which is the level at which I try to, you know, relay things. It's the same as my job to be perfect perfectly frank mm. it's my job is explaining uh, not really explaining high concepts but making technology accessible to our customers and making it easy on them and then if they want to know more mm-hmm. tell them how tell them how it works what we're okay. kind of doing so okay. you have to dumb it down you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i treat the podcast the same way I, Interesting. I, okay. I i give them the kind of like this is why i like watching the show and it's not just this, it's not seeing zombies and gore and right. cool deaths bro <laughs> no not uh, for me no it's, it's the human element it's it's this the struggle it's Mm -hmm. how do these people under these conditions deal Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we can barely deal in the best of conditions like the best we're living our best life right now and it's still a struggle no at no point in history has things been better than they are now it's like the exact opposite of the show (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every year, every day gets worse <laughs> in the apocalypse. Isn't that crazy? By the way, it is. Oh, <sighs> That's crazy. I mean, even in times of suffering right now, does not equal the best day in the apocalypse. No, and I always worry that one day it'll slip away. That's a, my. I watch this show also as a cautionary tale. <laughs> mm. I, I do wonder about that. I mean, the evidence doesn't point to that. By the way, no. However. <laughs> 
However, <laughs> we're always kind of looking behind. Looking, that's what humans do. We're just yeah. looking behind our shoulder. Just Squawking m- dead. Just look behind your shoulder. Looking behind my shoulder, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Getting that side eye on. <laughs> this show, in combination with the hurricanes that happened down here, have forced me to put together a like camping survival go bag. Yes, we talked house. about this. Yeah. I, I love that you brought it up again. <laughs> yeah, no, because it exists. Because my husband asked me like today, like, oh, are, where are our passports? I'm like, in the, the go, go bag. bag. They're in the go bag. <laughs> They're all in have there. You looked in the go bag. It's all. <laughs> It's all in one place. Honey. It's all there, along with medical supplies. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Like, seriously, <laughs> there are. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying you're wrong at no. all. You are 100% right. <laughs> in fact, you make me feel worse for not having one. So. No. But you, you guys are in a better place because you're further north. <laughs> let's we're not no we're not in going my, there i don't there's, know there's, there's different reasons why new york is way worse oh uh, uh, you need a different go bag true you need a different kind true. you need like spider-man wall crawly things uh, uh, yeah. you need a lot of suspension rope oh, gosh. seriously like tension yeah. cables and stuff so yeah oh. uh anywho folks <laughs> it's been it's been a dream dave has a flight to catch i got a, I got a flight i got shit to do yeah people. Seriously, like man. one of two times that i've sworn on this show oh. <laughs> yeah you need to get some rest yeah so everybody with that what a great episode we're gonna keep it raw we're gonna keep it live i'm just gonna uh compile the audio throw it up put some background music on and call it a goddamn day so that. that's that's how i'm signing off <laughs> like that's what I'm doing. yo that's that's a tough act to follow it's like it is what it is shit man you said it all yeah you did <laughs> what? i mean i agree kind of a dick about it <laughs> hey, listen i'm cool with it that's fine oh okay okay just check it just check it. everything that needed to be said yeah yeah not usually you, you know but you know eh, what can you do what can you do it's two people you gotta you gotta leave some room yeah pretty much all right, folks, next week, again, episode 27. <laughs> Just going to keep going on. Uh, good night, guys. See ya.